Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. Uh, 
hear the audio clip. I do see uh, we got our friend uh, Joseph on the line, already ready to uh, chime in. Uh, but tonight we're going to certainly, of course, we are going to talk about the coronavirus. Where we may even put a focus on it, but we also want to talk about uh, news we are not uh, hearing, not being talked about because of it. And some of that news is, you know, relevant and connected uh, to the coronavirus. But you're, uh, I don't believe we're hearing uh, much about it. Uh, now, the things other than coronavirus is uh, the Mueller report uh, was, yes, that's still out there, was submitted to a federal judge for review, um, supposed to be the full unredacted version. Uh, and then also we, maybe we'll have an update from some articles uh, from the FISA investigation. Uh, but even connected, what we're going to talk about, we'll, what, we'll do this first uh, before that, is we're going to talk about uh, – First, I'll play the audio, and then we're going to talk about uh, Biden's attempt, and not even about Biden, but the Democrats' attempt. And, and you're, not, you're hearing just a little whispers, but it's, it's good to hear about things uh, when they're whispers, because hopefully it doesn't become a claxing call and people start following it uh, and, and make it happen, because I think it's something that's going to be very dangerous. Uh, I was hoping to get, and I reached out to Jim Conda Jr., who's the founder, and we've had him on many times on the show, founder of Watch the Vote. Uh, USA, even as a website, watchvoteusa.com. Certainly check it out. I'm sure before the election we'll we'll have him on the show uh, again. But definitely want to have him on about this new thing coming out that Biden and the Democrats are pushing, and that is mail-in and uh, virtual voting, which is going to be very dangerous. <laughs> and we'll talk more about Kelly, uh, hopefully with Kelly tonight as well on that. And then, of course, to the election, because people aren't really talking a lot about the election. We're all focused on this coronavirus. Now, it's early. It's only April 1st. Uh, no no joke, no fool. Huh. But there's still – I think things really aren't going to ramp up until uh, July. But one of the things that they worked on in 2016 – I'm talking about Watch the Vote and us, actually, frankly, in 2016 here on Bard's Logic – is – you know, then I'm talking about then in 2016, but we were talking about the electronic voter fraud that was possible. Now it's our contention that you know there was enough noise, and we actually got to through uh, you know watch the watch about USA and Jim Condit. He was able to get a letter actually to Trump, and then afterwards you started you, know, you Trump received a letter. You, you heard him you know talking more not only about uh, fraud, voter fraud, but also electronic voter fraud, and I think that it was in the works for that to happen. Uh, however, I think the powers that be knew that uh, there was a, a plenty of folks uh, onto them, and so they had to allow the, you know, the election to stand as it did. At least that's our, you know, that, that's our belief. Um, with just things that, that we've heard. Uh, but anyway, but. Again, we got another election year coming, so I think the Democrats are going to try something new. Uh, of course, they'll de- they're denying it, but it is something to uh, I think it's, it's, they're already they're talking about it being set up, and we're we're going to cover that tonight. But we're also going to cover uh, the new push. We're not hearing a lot about it, but there's still whispers, and this needs to be nipped in the bud as well. Is that? Oh, good, Kelly. Just see Kelly coming on. Uh, but also, there's a new push for Cuomo, and I believe we even mentioned this a little bit last week, uh, for Cuomo to actually be uh, the 2020 Democrat presidential candidate. 
Uh, now, there are, you know, people saying that they don't think that's going to be it, and you're hearing some whispers. We've got some articles tonight uh, about that, and we're going to definitely discuss that as well. And, of course, you know, Cuomo might be looking, you know, what some would think, you know, presidential uh, right now uh, because, you know, his handling of, you know, his handling of uh, the coronavirus there in New York. And one person we didn't talk about how, you know, he was complaining, you know, about how the he wants to have a bill passed. And there was uh, somebody who mentioned something on, on Twitter. And let me get back to that. Is, let's see. Yeah, it says roughly 200 million, 280, uh, uh, roughly 280 uh, million masks in a warehouse around the U.S. were purchased by foreign buyers on Monday alone, according to Forbes. FEMA spoke. Well, that's not a quote. That's something else. But that's actually a quote from from Adal. But even if that's true, but uh, another tweet. I apologize. I get that wrong. Was he, excuse me. He was uh, talking about how you know they're actually competing. Uh, across the different uh, different states, building for I guess the medical supplies, and basically what he was suggesting, uh, basically what uh, Cuomo was suggesting, is that FEMA actually buy them and then distribute them, you know, amongst the, you know, amongst the different states. Now, I, I believe in competition. I believe in, in in the market. I believe in the we have 50 states for a reason. And I think this is a veiled coronavirus to promote socialism because, of course, you know, if you may pass this bill that, you know, is going to um, – excuse me. I got this tickle in my throat. I can't seem to get away. I have a cold that's been lingering um, from an upper respiratory infection I had not that uh, – well, it was a while ago, but I don't get enough – Rest, at least that's what my daughter says. <laughs> so I can never seem to shake these colds. And that's not different. I mean, that's my, my whole life been like that. Once I catch a cold, I have a hard time getting rid of it just because <laughs> I don't think the time to get rid of it. Uh, but anyway, uh, so of course, they're going to talk about, oh, how, you know, now I, I wish I had that, that tweet. I'm trying to look for it. Maybe I'll look for it more when we get the audio. Uh, but the, yeah, that's what to talk about, you know, and like, well, great, it's a, a way for the Democrats to try to get. You know, socialism, first starting with, you know, you know, medical supplies, and then who, who, who else, you know, who, who knows what else they're going to try to do. But anyway, so here's that audio. Talk about that. I'll get you in, Joseph. A few other callers in. Push one on the number dial, and we'll get you on to the show. So I'll play the, this here, uh, make some comments, and then I do have a clip and article about Biden to nationalize mail-in voting. And also distance voting, uh, as they call it, or virtual voting. But here's that audio for us. Some final thoughts now. The politically motivated, irrational response to the Wuhan Chinese coronavirus that simply doesn't add up. Something's not right here. The numbers, they just don't square. This massive coast-to-coast corona craziness simply does not align with the empirical data. Right now, Americans have a 1 in 8,000 chance of contracting the Wuhan virus. 1 in 8,000. But we have a 1 in half a million chance of dying from it. Those are pretty good odds. In fact, some states, we have a greater chance of winning the lottery. So go ahead, buy a ticket. Better yet, go ahead and live your life. Something just doesn't make sense here. Judging by the numbers from the 2018-2019 influenza season, 
we have a one in 5,000 chance of dying from the flu. One in 5,000. And in 2009, we didn't know about it because it wasn't publicized much, but we had a one in 27,000 chance of dying from the swine flu, H1N1, or as Joe Biden calls it, the N1H1. No panic, no shuttered cities, no stock market crash, no government stimulus. There's something not right here. Even if you were Chinese and you lived right there at the epicenter of it all, Wuhan, your chances of dying are one in about a half a million. Something doesn't add up here. We as Americans have a much greater chance of dying from heart disease or cancer than the Wuhan Chinese coronavirus. It's seven to one. We have a one in 8,000 chance of dying from heat stroke. And yes, the age-old apples-to-apples comparison. We have a 1 in 200,000 chance of dying by lightning strike versus a 1 in half a million chance of pushing up daisies from the Wuhan outbreak. So, so does any of this make any sense to a rational thinker? Is this reaction by the stock market and by the governors of these blue states and by the mainstream media commensurate? with this Chinese contagion? No, it's not. So why? Why this apoplectic, disproportionate response? It's political. It's ideological. There's simply no other explanation for this irrational response to the Wuhan Chinese coronavirus. Want to see more videos like this? That's funny. It's like, want to see more videos like this? Um, but yeah, so that makes a lot, you know, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I know we've been saying that for a while here on the show. Now, of course, it's terrible that folks die, but I, I still think that. And actually, I got that uh, that tweet I looked. It says this tweet that somebody sent me is like, in 90 seconds, Cuomo makes the strongest case yet for medical supply chain emergency act or bill to uh, a bill to put the federal government in charge of the purchase and the distribution uh, of critical medical supplies. So once again, you know, hey, let's put the government in charge of something. You know, so what, again, using a crisis to try to, you know, promote their socialist agenda. Uh, but anyway, let's go ahead and uh, bring in Joseph. Uh, thank you very much, Joseph, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Uh, pleasure to be back on. How about you? Uh, good, good. Um, Glad to be back on. Glad to still be, you know, out there. They're doing a hell thing with you. Absolutely. Uh, you know that clip uh, couldn't be further for, uh, from the truth. It's what I've been saying for uh, over a month—not uh, over a month, for for a few weeks—that uh, this overreaction, and you see that the overreaction tends to be by governors in blue states in shutting down the whole economy. This, Government size fits all, where we're just going to loop every state uh, into one uh, crater, even though every state uh, is completely different. Um, for example, I, I, I could understand the stringent measures that are currently being taken in New York, um, which is the epicenter in California and states like that, but other states like in Hawaii that only have 229 cases, uh, there was no reason to shut down the whole entire state. Uh, I do believe this has um, been overhyped in the fake media um, and uh, for one political agenda and one only, and that's 
uh, the hopes that uh, the Democrats can uh, bring us into a recession at the expense of the American people to win an election, uh, sad as it may seem. Uh, I'll give you a couple of examples of uh, how dire things are getting in Hawaii. Uh, no, uh, they deemed uh, haircut places as non-essential businesses. I don't know why it would be non-essential because I would think getting a haircut is a is a basic, um, oh. you know, is a basic thing that most people do. They've done it here in uh, Ohio. I could, I, my, my bangs are so long. Go ahead. <laughs> it, 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 I feel you. So I literally called about 20 salons and I asked, is anyone cutting hair from home? No, 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 no. I finally stumbled by the luck of God into this person who's been operating for many years in a, in a, in a commercial place. And uh, it was the most expensive haircut in color of my life. Uh, 120 bucks it cost me. I kid you not. Yeah, $120 just to cut in color. And when they say color, that's just to fade out my little gray hairs that pop out. Uh, yeah, that's what I do. There. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, you know, that's what um, I do. So it show. I do that too. <laughs> exactly. So I went from paying $57 in tax for a haircutting color to 120 Then I went to Sam's yesterday to do the food shopping, and I kid you not, it says you can only pick one item per freezer section. Meaning, if I want to buy a hot dog, wow. I can only get one item of that hot dog. If I want a TV dinner of that select brand, I can. So I went up to member services and I says, well, what is the point of paying for a wholesale if you're going to limit what I can get in bulk? Because at one item per category, I might as well be here. I might as well live in Sam's. So it's gotten that bad in Hawaii. So I'm trying to get Everything that I think conceivable that's important, like I dropped off my clothes to the dry cleaners yesterday, I'm trying to get everything done because I live with such great uncertainty as things are changing so drastically. Everything is such so situational, and it seems that things are just changing for the worse. I'm trying to get all these things done because next week, for all I know, they could put dry cleaners out of business. For all I know, maybe you can't even buy at Sam's anymore. Who knows? At the rate that they're going, it's 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 very scary. And I'll leave you with this before I defer back to you, Robert. I'm not sure if you got a chance to look at this article, um, but I sent this to you in your messenger box. Uh, you may want to look at it if you want. On Facebook? And um, let me see. Hold on one Second. And you meant and you meant closer to the truth, not farther from the truth, correct? I meant farther. Like you said from earlier. Yeah. 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 yeah you that, said that, farther. That, that, I know you meant closer. So. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, you know. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I, I I had a gap. I know what you meant. Uh, it, 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 it's called a, a Biden slip of the tongue. I apologize. I had a <laughs> Biden slip of the tongue. So my apologies. It's not Freudian anymore. Oh, no, but okay. uh, maybe you want to take a look at it, um, and maybe you could talk about it in the show. Uh, I'll just give you the title of it. It's in your messenger box, and it says, Trump tells Americans to uh, prepare for a very painful two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. right. And they were talking about how regardless of shutting down the government till the 30th, they still anticipate uh, 100,000 to 240,000 deaths. Now, that worries me for the first time because, and I may be wrong, Robert, 
uh, I put a lot of trust into President Trump because he has backed up his actions as president for three years. But maybe I'm putting too much trust, not in Trump in general, but in the federal government, because I just don't see how that makes any sense, what the Trump administration is saying, that despite shutting down the government, we still estimate all those deaths uh, imminent. And so now for the first time, I do have a reason or a cause for concern, whereas before, I still believe the media, uh, the fake news media is overhyping it, but now that this is coming from Trump's task force and out of his mouth, as of yesterday, I'm not going to lie, Robert, I am deeply concerned, and I pray that I have not failed in putting too much trust in the federal government, Uh, and I'm not trying to associate Trump, but he uh, he is essentially... Uh, operating out of the federal government and um, getting all this uh, legislation passed through the federal government, and uh, I am worried, and I'll defer back to you. And here's here's my thoughts on that. Uh, here's my thought. Here's my thoughts on that. Is yeah, and this is from uh, Suzette. Three thousand two hundred eighty-seven people die uh, die a day from car accidents. One. 0.5 million a year, and that's worldwide. I think that I think that's actually worldwide, not in America. Because I think in America uh, die, but yeah. Um, here's my thought: It's not Trump who I don't trust. He's not the one who I trust. No, I don't trust. The person I really don't trust is Fauci. And, and we might do an we might do a, a whole show on this guy because I don't trust. He's the guy I don't trust. But the thing is, is I think, unfortunately, Trump is stuck with this guy. He chose him. The guy's been there the whole way. And for him to get rid of him now would just be – it just well, believe me, he, the, the, the sharks would you know, smell blood in the water, and it, w- it wouldn't be worth it for Trump to get rid of him now. I think Fauci's the problem. And if you actually do some research, folks, do some research on this guy, and you'll be like, because he didn't make a big deal out of H, you know, and I found uh, he's the one who I don't trust. Now, with Trump, I, you know, with, with this happening, is I think Trump's reaction is solely because of the media, solely because of the media. I don't think Trump would, act, would react this way if it wasn't for me. I think they forced his hand. I, I think that's what happened. I think, you know, I think if he didn't do what he's doing, it'd be even tore up on the media because here's what I think is going to happen. And I said this, uh, you know, some time ago, is I think that when this is all over, this is going to show to be Trump's finest hour. Because here's the thing, and, my, and I could be wrong, but we'll see how things pan out. I don't think we're going to see 200,000 deaths. I'd be surprised to see 100,000 deaths. Uh, and, and when we don't, and my thought is, is when we don't see that, then Trump can, Trump can be like, look, look what I did. And we got under 100,000, you know, 100,000 deaths. But if it is, he's still covered because he's like, well, hey, this is the numbers that Fauci said. And so he could just turn it on Fauci. So either, I mean, so either he's going to look smart for trusting Fauci or he's going to look better by it being worse, by not being as bad. I don't think it's going to be as bad. Um, now, unfortunately, with him extending things another two weeks with the economy, and possibly doing another two trillion dollar deal, which I think is a mistake, you know. And 
and, and I posted on some Twitter the other day. I mean, if you're going to if you're going to do another stimulus, and this time they're saying, well, the stimulus should be for uh, things such as infrastructure. You know, well, I'm saying, well, hey, well, let if we're going to do another bill, you know, let's spend it on things, you know, that there's uh, actually proven return on investment, and, and and people don't like to hear this, you know, cause, you know and I've, I've got it. Gosh, I hit an article. I, I wish I had. Still have maybe I still do I don't know, um, but I but I think I posted it on on Twitter I'll look for it later, uh, but basically I mean the return on investment for us investing in space exploration in the space program that gives us a big return on investment you know just as one example is the microwave you know was one of the things invented invented um, GPS GPS you know was invented because of you know. Space exploration and getting things in space, satellites and things like that. Um, you know, so there's a, a much bigger you know return of investment when it comes to that. But I'm, I'm hoping we don't see another bill. But I mean, that's what I think. I think, you know, that that's why Trump's acting the way that he is. And he's also he's also once again bringing out uh, to show the public, especially the independents, who the Democrats really are. I mean, the, the Democrats are really showing. Uh, and I'll do that. I'll get to uh, who they are. And I mean, look at Nancy Pelosi. What they what they want to put in the bills, you know? They still want to do that. And then you know, again, we're going to talk about, um, you know, uh, I got an audio clip and an, and an article I want to read about what they want to do about voting. And and I think it's not only about causing a recession, which I agree with you on that. I think it goes even beyond that. It's not only well, one. I think they're ultimately they want to destroy America anyway, but. But I think that not only do they want to uh, destroy the economy, they also want to use this, and they want this thing to go to November because they want uh, they they want to do this mail-in voting, which we're going to talk about soon, um, or this uh, virtual voting, uh, because it's going to be so easy to manipulate. It's going to be so easy to cheat, and that, that I think they can believe that that's going to be another ploy that they can try to use to steal the election. And before I bring Suzette in, I mean, did you want to? you know, respond to any of that? Uh, yeah, no, I, I I completely agree with you uh, wholeheartedly. Um, there's not one thing you said that I, I didn't disagree with. Um, uh, as sad as it may seem. Um, and, and Robert, I, I, I pray you're right. You know, uh, I really don't know much. I don't have much background information about Dr. Fauci. I think it's a phenomenal idea to maybe spend uh, a show just based on the whole analysis of all the people on the coronavirus task force, maybe another show, maybe uh, just a, a thought, uh, but maybe we could dedicate maybe 10 minutes to talking more about Fauci's background because prior to that, I, I had no idea what his background was or that he was a sketchy individual. I, I just know that he has worked for previous presidential administrations, but um you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I pray you're right. I pray you're right. Trust me, I do. It's just that this is the first time that it came out of Trump's mouth, uh, something um, this imminent. And, um, you know, naturally, um, uh, at this point, I'm not going to say I'm over worried, but now for the first time, I, I, I am I am a bit worried. Um, and so I'm praying you're right. And uh, that's all the comments I have about that. And I'll defer back uh, back to you, Robert. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. 
and we'll, we'll definitely bring in for other the, the topics tonight uh, that we're going to talk about is that, yeah, I mean, it just it, when it comes to sketchiness, I think it's more like, well, what, you know, why is he, um, you know, making such a, you know, an alarm now when the, when there wasn't the alarm or just with, with the H1N1, maybe it wasn't as, as uh, catchy or I don't know. I mean, I remember when we had the, remember the West Nile virus. I mean, people were scared to even just go outside and I was a landscaper back then. So the chance of me getting bit by a mosquito were pretty, pretty high. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, bring Suzette in. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Suzette, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? No, it's not Suzette. I apologize. Uh, I'm sorry. Dr. Tolbert, go ahead. Now, I'll, I'll go like Suzette did on Monday's show with me. Oh, and, no. Uh, Sal- uh, yeah, Suzette, I, I mixed up the numbers. Suzette's not, not not on yet. I apologize. Go ahead. She texted nope, text nope. me, not called in. I apologize. I got the I got the phone numbers mixed up. I, I must need more coffee. Go ahead. I'll take, I'll take yeah. a sip. Go ahead, Dr. Tolbert. She was actually on the show with us on Monday and uh, Sally, so she has a lot to say. I want to just kind of change up a couple things with you guys as you go through this. Uh, Number one, everything is being inflated. That is a fact. Uh, Number two, it is the Democratic Party trying to take us into socialism, without a doubt. And the U.N. and the other countries uh, actually trying to lead us in the wrong direction. So there is a lot of false information. Fox News fired a couple people that were supporting uh, Trump, and it was going against uh, several of the uh, Democratic uh, individuals, and she was uh, saying how this is all inflated. And anyone on any of the new CBS or Fox or NBC that talked in Trump's favor uh, were actually fired. So there's a lot of that going on right now. But let's take another subject because of the uh, things that that is happening that people aren't being made aware of. Number one, uh, there was a $15 million reward just made for Madhul, uh, along with nine other members of the government of Venezuela. Uh, Three of these people in Venezuela left and went to Spain. Uh, Today, Spain all turned out on the street and all kneeled down on their knees and prayed to God that the virus would be removed. And Spain is one of the higher uh, infected individuals. So we're seeing a higher uh, increase of people turning to God. Uh, Texas said they will not, the governor said they will not close the churches, uh, that the people need to be praying and the people need to stay in tune with God and just protect themselves. Uh, Trump just uh, did a uh, search and a seizure on the islands of the Caribbean for drug trafficking. Uh, There was, in fact, several years ago, the Chinese came in with the virus uh, that was already uh, related to the, uh, uh, the virus we're seeing today. There was an article that in uh, 1967, when I was uh, in Vietnam, uh, there was an article that there were seven seven members 
of the Navy that came down with the same virus. That, so I'm kind of leading everything up to, number one, viruses find ways to live, as did the flu and influenza, and they just changed their character and then become a different strain of a virus with a different name. So now we're going to go back into when China came to the conclusion that they messed up and they saw that the people in Europe and other people were going to America and that this became a political issue, China is now increasing the propaganda in order to defer the tariff issue that Trump had initially placed upon them. So they didn't do the virus in order to create this problem, but it's one of those things after the fact you see something and you can take something that was a mistake that then becomes a political advantage. So that's another thing people aren't understanding. The numbers that are being inflated, uh, Florida just put a curfew uh, that you can only, and, and Governor DeSantos was not going along with it, but today he announced that you can only travel for special needs. So when I have a committee meeting with my uh, chairman and my board of governors, I have to show that this is not something that you can do visually on the Internet, but you have to physically be to do things. So your traveling in Florida is now being restricted. This will, as uh, is being said, will impact on your small businesses. These will then go out of business. Your bigger businesses will then increase, and we go back into that we're heading in the wrong economic things. We need to reinstall our small businesses. We need to support our small businesses. So there's a lot of things going on, and we can get back into uh, Pelosi. Uh, She wanted $25 million for the Kennedy Center. Uh, Upon the Kennedy Center getting the $25 million, they fired 110 employees. Uh, Pelosi also added uh, the abortion bill from medical uh, into the bill. This particular one that's been signed, there's now a new one going in front by the Republican Party to create a fictitious reasoning why the government should get involved. Now, what we have to understand when we talk about the federal government, we have to understand there are three branches of the Congress, the executive, and the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court not ruling properly the Congress not ruling properly, you go back into the executive branch. The executive branch only has the authority to enforce the laws that are being passed by the Congress. So when the executive branch uh, is doing things, are they being properly advised by their staff? This is also going into that Schaefer is pushing the bill of 9-11. So what happened in the United States under the laws of 9-11 are going to now be put in place on the United States because of a virus. So the war and criminal protections 
that were passed in the bills of people from other countries coming in are now being placed upon the entire United States. This is another reason we're heading into socialism. We've discussed this for many, many years now. Uh, We've got, I think, seven to 15 articles on the makeup of socialism and communism. And this particular virus is being used as a tool, even though there may not be as much reality as what people say. So what I wanted to do, Robert, I just want to kind of oversee that there's more issues. Uh, For an example, closing down Venezuela, uh, getting Maduro out. People there are starving and dying. Uh, They're having problems. Uh, Haiti uh, is in a very drastic step, and I work with pastors. Uh, In uh, Africa, they've closed down all transportation. There's no place anybody can go anyplace, and there's a total lack of food and a very stringent. I'm working with the pastors in in Africa. In Cambodia, uh, five or six of the pastors and churches I work with in Cambodia are really going in more and more prayer, and what they're writing about is the false prophecy and discussions being given by other pastors. And very simply in closing, the American people have to understand that when Moses went through this, when other people and other nations went through this in the Old Testament, there was a probability that God was doing this because these individuals and nations were not following what they should be doing. So the question is, is God part of the intervention of what's happening in order to make a Christian correction? When the governor of Texas came to the conclusion that we need to be in prayer or we're going to have more problems, he pretty much summarizes what I'm saying here today, that if the American people don't do what they're supposed to do, and that's recognize God is the overseer, God is the correction, that nothing happens without cause and purpose, that your trials and tribulations are really your preparation for the next cycle of the goodness of the United States becoming more productive, more lacking of using other countries. All your drugs coming from from other countries is causing even greater problems. Uh, Ships from Russia just came in and provided ventilators and masks of thousands of pounds. So there's a lot of things that are happening that are positive, and there's a lot of things that are happening that are negative, but turn your life back over to God. Thank you very much for letting me speak, Robert. Oh, you're welcome. We'll keep you on the line. It's a, you know, uh, I'm busy multitasking here, but no, I certainly appreciate it. Yeah, I definitely want to do, you know, on Fauci and, you know, cover those as well. And I've got a friend um, who, uh, you know, been speaking with uh, over in the Philippines. And I tell you what, they're, it's getting bad over there. Their internet's kind of acting up and, you know, they got military on the ground and they're doing, doing food rationing and everything over there. And that's an island of uh, 110 million people. Um, but one of the things I definitely want to bring up um, uh, tonight is, you know, another thing they're trying to do. And I got an article and then I got uh, 
you know, an audio clip um, is, is about the November. I they want this thing, as I said earlier, <laughs> to drag all the way out to November. They, they, uh, you know, again, they try to use everything they can. They think that's going to get rid of Trump, and including what you said earlier, uh, Joseph, uh, trying to cause a recession. And boy, once this thing broke out, remember, being bro- first thing, first when this thing broke out, and the stock market started to go down. And what was the first thing that was coming out of the Democrats' mouth? Oh, recession! Oh, we're going to go in a recession. Is this going to cause a recession? And they were almost gleefully, gleefully uh, saying it. And so, I mean, really, I mean, the American people, all they got to do is watch these people, and they should know. And, and I think, you know, what, what, and I, I, I be honest, I, I spend a lot of time, unfortunately, uh, arguing uh, with liberals, which is a waste of my time because it doesn't matter what I put in front of them. They're not going to believe it. They're so afflicted by uh, Trump derangement syndrome uh, that, you know, then it just clouds their, their, their reason. Uh, you know, but better be spent, to, you know, getting a hold of uh, maybe some blue dog Democrats, because they're not all liberals, uh, but then definitely the independents. So this is going to be key. I mean, really show them. We need to really show the independents this is the Democrats. I mean, is this what you want? Not only for the presidency, uh, but for the House of Representatives. I mean, because let, let me tell you, if the, if the Democrats hold on to the House, we're going to just get the same thing we did these past three years. We really are. I mean, my gosh, if they get the presidency and keep the House, it's going to be – you want to talk about socialism run amok? They're going to be like, oh, my gosh, we got to vote for all these bills just in case we have the and pandemic again. And, and, and people try to say, oh, Trump's trying to gain all this, uh, all this power for the president and things of that nature. Let me tell you something. These guys are not only going to try to get more power for the president. They're going to get all kinds of power for the, the, you know, for the federal government, and it's going to start with voting. And here, and they're going to try to use this for that. So, I've got this article in the Los Angeles Times. Um, it says, "Coronavirus threatens the November election. Can vote uh, by can vote by mail save it? See, like, oh my gosh, can voting by mail save the you know save the the, the election? Because Washington, this was uh, March this uh, March 19th, so not that long ago." says, as states scramble to postpone presidential primaries, election workers abandon their posts, and voters worry about the risk of contagion and crowded polling places. And, and the question of how the nation is going to pull off a general election in November has generated increased anxiety. And, and, and off the article for a minute, I had a suggestion. I, okay, I had to have voting for three days. Have the vote. Don't No, no, no reporting of the vote. You're not allowed to record the vote. Actually, no one needs to be allowed to know the vote. There's no counting. There is not to be no counting until the last day. But here's the thing. I have the same type of voting, split it between three days, do the social distancing, okay? Give the you know, if they want to give out money, give out the, the money to more poll workers, Okay, because as danger pay, right? I mean, they pay other professions danger pay. Hey, if you're an older person and you, you know, you're like, hey, I'll make more money, and you'll put your, that. That's your choice. Because a lot of times, you know, they are right. It is the older people who are uh, poll workers because they can get off, right? Or you know, how about making it a you know a holiday? I actually have a liberal friend who likes this, but I think you don't know that actually by making voting a holiday. Where people who work are off of work, 
I think that's good. That's just going to only help the Republicans. Just think about it. All these people who are who work long days and they're you know, probably Republicans, where they're like, "Oh, great, I can I can vote now because I'm not going to be working the whole day of voting." Then they're going to go out and vote. But anyway, um, back to the article. So some states are much better prepared than others. It's, uh, in a significant swath of the nation, however, most voters still lack the one viable option for casting ballots that doesn't put their health at risk in a time of pandemic, voting by mail. Now the decades-long push by advocates and – think about it – taking advantage of a, uh, of a crisis. This is what they do. We all know it. Now the decades-long push by advocates and many lawmakers to make that alternative universally available – has gained new momentum amid a public health crisis. Backers are racing to overcome longstanding political barriers so that states that have resisted can start confronting the huge logistical challenges involved in a quick shift away from in-person voting. Hmm. Yeah, why do they not want in-person voting? And uh, Kelly, we're going to bring Kelly on. Hopefully we'll be able to get Jim on uh, to talk about this too at some point. But we know what they want to do. And ah, and and here we go. Think about where these, what these, where these states um, do that. It says Ohio, Louisiana, Georgia, and other states are showing that without vote by mail states, I'm sorry, you vote by mail, states not might not be able to hold elections at all. Shut up. You're from Oregon. This is a guy from Oregon talking about Ohio, Louisiana, Georgia, and saying that, oh, well, if they don't do mail-in voting, they might not be able to vote at all. Wrong. But anyway, we are a, we are a republic. See, this stuff gets me worked up. I know it's part of logic, but this stuff gets me worked up uh, because it's like, well, you can still be logical and, and worked up at the same time. There, I, I'm going to stick to that. I'm going to stick to that. But anyway, so we are a republic. Okay, we're a conglomerate of these different states. But anyway, Senator Ron Wyden, Democrat, Oregon, said in an email referring to states that have postponed scheduled primaries. Now, remember, they're talking about primaries here, but they also want this to happen, and they're trying to pass bills for November. That re- Okay. He and Senator Amy Klobuchar, name ring a bell, hmm, Democrat, uh, Minnesota, who is also now vying to be the vice president of the United States, she's in contention to be the vice president of the United States. If Biden were to win, if it's not Biden, I'm not Cuomo, and we'll talk about Cuomo later. Uh, all states, uh, so he and Senator Amy Klobuchar, Democrat Minnesota, are rallying colleagues behind their bill that would require, require, here we go, more socialism, more government of the, you know, uh, you know and they want to talk about, you know, Trump talk about all powerful. They want the state to be all powerful. That would require all states to allow citizens to vote absentee. You know, so don't, let's not make it up to the states. Anyway, you know, I understand that by standing up, a new election system will be heavy lifting. But in the face of this pandemic, vote by mail is the best choice we have to keep our democracy running. Wyden said, what, "What? Where's your empirical evidence on that? Relation." And purely opinion. There's no. There's no. Uh, can you point anywhere out in the world, or or even a state that does all? You know, that says casting ballots by mail or at drop-off locations on and before election day is a familiar habit in the West. 
Now, Kelly can talk more about this. He's he's in California, and so can Suzette. California has allowed, okay, allowed, any adult citizen who cares to vote absentee to do so for years. Washington, and you know what? And I don't know of any states that don't allow it. I know Ohio allows it, you know, because my dad's done it because he was disabled. Washington, Oregon, and Colorado have already moved over 100% mail or drop-off voting. But you know what? They're liberal states anyway, so if they're cheating there, it's not going to matter because thankfully we still have the Electoral College. But it's the states, folks, like Ohio, like Florida, like the other red states that we're going to have to be careful about, especially ones that are swing states, the ones that were close to Trump. we got to you know, delegate uh, the resources, relegate the resources, and that that's where the fight's got to be. Because you know what? If Washington – does mail-in or California or Oregon and probably even Colorado, it's not going to make a difference anyway. They can have the entire state for the Republic, but it wouldn't matter. But again, it wouldn't matter for House of Representatives. So I guess it's it matter too, but for the focus of the president. But anyway, which is most likely I think they're going to try to cheat on. Um, with California headed in that direction, deeply Republican states like Utah allow anyone to vote absentee. Okay, They allow it. But these guys are, are, are going to try to push it. Yet in 16 states, concentrated mostly in the Northeast and South, and, and you know, voters are expected to show up on Election Day unless they claim one of a set of excuses for an absentee ballot. And I think Ohio allows it, but you still have to show an excuse. Um, some states have been reluctant to meddle. I'm glad they actually recognize that they're meddling. With, <laughs> there you go. Let's call it Democrat gate, because is it really the Russians who have tried to manipulate, who have tried to uh, – I'm trying to think of the word. I apologize that, that they use. Uh, they use the metal here, but interfere. Is it really the Russians so much who are trying to interfere with our elections, and now who is the ones trying to interfere with our elections? The Democrats. Uh, so they at least they admitted it's metal in this article. Uh, reluctant to meddle with a tradition of civic engagement on Election Day. Yeah, you think? More recently, states governed by Republicans have resisted a change after President Trump repeatedly, and of course they threw in and falsely suggested, again, no empirical evidence that it's false, suggested that reforms that bring down barriers to policy, they always try to say, oh, we're just trying to bring down barriers, uh, to ballot access has led to widespread voter fraud by Democrats. Yeah, it certainly can. Because you've got all these people who you don't know who they are voting. The rapidly spreading pandemic has some rethinking their rules. Connecticut, another blue state, for example, has temporarily changed its restrictions to make concerns about the virus a valid excuse for anyone who wants to vote absentee. In many states, election officials are powerless to act without changes in state law or mandate from Congress, which that's what they're going to try to do. That's what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to mandate it from Congress. You watch. And don't be surprised if Pelosi tries to throw this, throw that in this next uh, – you know, and Schumer and them try to throw that into this next bill, this next stimulus bill, which, anyway, uh, from Congress, which has the power to set rules for federal elections, federal elections. So here we are, we're talking about the presidential election. 
and then of course they always got to make hay. Oh, we need emergency action now, said Richard L. Hansen, an election law scholar at UC Irvine, who advocates a temporary federal requirement that ev- requirement that every voter in America has access to mail-in ballots for the 2020 election. So not only so they want to spend money on it too, of course. Uh, we cannot postpone the election because there are places under lockdown. We need to have a plan B ready. Yeah, here's your plan B. Say people can go out to vote. Just, you know, wait, you know. Anyway, and the thing is, is it really, is it going to be that much till? Here's the thing. If, if, and let me address this real quick. And people, you know, and there's, there's definitely more. Wow, this is a pretty big article, but, you know, I think it's important for us to expose this. Um, and plus, there's plenty of time. we got about two hours. Anyway, so – and this is and this is important. I mean, I really want to emphasize uh, this. And, and, you know, I don't normally read the whole articles, but th- this is kind of part of the emphasis of, of, the, of the show tonight. And darn it, I left my, tra- <laughs> my, my train of thought. Oh, man. Actually, it, it, it has been long. It's been long for, for a lot of folks, I know. Um, but, again, you know, they're, they're trying to going to mandate this by Congress, and then they're trying to, you know – and, and again, I got an audio clip from just short is, is Biden on Meet the Press, and of course it's got to be short, you know, with Biden on. No, I'm just kidding. I should be. I feel sorry for the guy. And I'm, I'm digressing, but anyway, I'll go back to the article here. It says election experts stress that putting off the general election until things settle down is not an option. The Constitution does as if they, you know, it doesn't just drive you nuts when the Democrats try to say that they want to uphold things in the Constitution. I always find that funny. In an ironic kind of way, when they're like, the Constitution says, the Constitution does not allow a president to serve beyond four years without reelection, uh, but some officials still see a conspiracy. No elected official or journalist should use a potential health threat to advise or advance his or her own political agenda. Alabama, Alabama Secretary of State John H. Merrill said last week after a local com- com- oh, gosh, columnist charged the state's absentee voting restrictions invite an election day, election day meltdown. The state legislature there has repeatedly rejected proposals for universal vote by mail. Why is everything universal? See, even their wording. I've got to get some coffee. Oh, good. Even their wording is, shows, is, is communist. Socialist communists. Everything's universal to these guys. Universal health care. Universal the daycare. Universal voting. Now in voting, everything is, uh, is, is universal for these guys and gals. This is a proposed, uh, proposal passed by lawmakers in New Hampshire was vetoed in September by Republican Governor Chris Semenu, who warned it would erode the state standing as a role model of civic engagement. Even if people in the, uh, even if people agree this is an emergency and we may need to do this, it's hard to just wash out your hands. Uh, I'm sorry, just wash out of your mind thoughts you have your entire life. Charles Stewart III, a political science professor at MIT who focuses on voting, said of skeptical election officials. A voter survey he conducted recently found – think about it. You know and you know why. But a survey 
he conducted recently found were far more heavily in favor of universal mail voting than were Republicans. The irony, he said, is that it was a GOP public official who played a key role in a couple decades ago in seeding the movement towards voting by mail. But here's the difference, and some of them might want to do some research on this because I'll be honest, I didn't. Voting by mail, and you know what they're probably talking about? The military voting by mail. So see how they missed that as well when he used to move. I'm not sure, but my thought is that the reason why Republicans probably did this is because they get the mili- to get the military to be able to vote because when they're away from seas, not this universal mailing thing. But of course, you know the Los Angeles Times would leave something like that out. You know, again, I, I might be speculating, but just knowing the Republicans as I do. That's probably what they did it for, and actually, if memory serves correctly, I think that is why they, they suggested it. Uh, the Democratic National Committee Chairman Tom Perez on Tuesday implored states uh, that have not yet held their primaries to embrace voting by mail instead of postponing their elections to a later date. You know, so look, I think if, if a state wants to do it, you know, let the state do it. If the state doesn't, state get your federal nose out of the state's business. Uh, by the fall, the corona yeah yeah by the fall the coronavirus could have passed or it could just be getting a second wind. This drives me nuts. I hate when they keep comparing this thing to the um, to the, to the uh, Spanish flu. It drives me nuts when they want to compare it to the Spanish flu. One, the Spanish flu was in uh, yeah, the Spanish flu was in 1918. We're talking about 102 years ago was the Spanish flu. I, I just I just really like Chris. In 1918, 102 years ago, the deadly influenza pandemic that hit the final year of World War One was uh, first appeared in the winter, subsided in the summer, then roared back in the fall, disrupting the year's presidential campaign. And that's what they're hoping for. My gosh, they are praying to their whatever golden statues that the Democrats have in their basement. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I should say that as a pagan myself. <laughs> That's so ironic. That's so ironic to hear that coming from me, actually. But anyway, um, but whatever, the, they're, they're, they're doing something, I think, to try <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> the consequences of giving voters no alternative in November but to show up at polls could be dramatic in states that continue to resist. Most poll workers are – and I mentioned this earlier – most poll workers are over age 60. Putting them at high risk of COVID-19 is still spreading. Many may just decide not to show up, as was the case in some of the primaries of this week. And I'm about halfway through, um, and I, can, I definitely want to finish this. Um, and I'll make some comments, and then I'm going to uh, bring Kelly in, and then uh, let's see – Kelly in, and then I'm going to go ahead. I think we have uh, Susan on, uh, and then I'll get back to the the article. But after this, as, as I said, as, here you guys want a real suggestion, and it's not going to take, and it's not going to be hard to do. Shouldn't be hard to uh, pass the legislation. Have it be a national holiday, or or just this year, or, or if you don't even want to do that. Just get say people got the day off, and then if you get the people day off, let me tell you something. I probably work the polls. I probably do it because I'm like, hey, I, I'd like to make the extra money. 
and, and then you get more younger. A lot of times you would have the people 16 and over. And why 16 and over? Because they're probably – people probably don't – because I've worked the polls. I don't know anyone on this panel has. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm sure a couple may have. But you're there literally all day and all night. I mean, you're there from like – especially because I was a um, – uh, what they call precinct captain. I was a precinct captain. And let me tell you, I mean, you're there from 530 in the morning to about 1030 at night, you know, that you're that you're there. And so that that's the whole day. So, I mean, but I would take – I mean, I actually would take a personal day. Uh, and so but people don't want to do that. I get it. So give the same day. That day's off. And then people can vote it. And then you have younger people like, yeah, well, am I making more money? I can do that. So anyway, again, that's only halfway through the article, and I know I've made a lot of commentary, but I want to, you know, I do want to complete it because, I, you know, I want this to be part of the focus of the, of the show tonight. So let's go ahead, and especially since Kelly, and Kelly has some input he could do, sure, and everybody else, I know, but let's go ahead and bring Kelly in. Uh, thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. Uh, how are you tonight? Hey, I'm doing okay. Um Hopefully, uh, a little little yapper here I got with me. I'm babysitting um, a dog for somebody who was in the hospital. Anyway, um, and he's a keeper. I don't want to give him up, but I'll have to. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so hopefully he won't be yapping and stuff. Hey, just you know, animals. It's so easy to fall in love with some of these sometimes. All right. Um, so I got to be very careful about what I'm about to say. Okay. Because, um, well, okay. If a person studies election fraud, which is on a mass level, if someone studies voter fraud, which is on an individual level, or sometimes a bunch of people conspire, but on a mass level, it's called uh, election fraud versus individual level voter fraud. And uh, when you become aware of this, if you're a Democrat, you'll say, oh, the Republicans are doing it. If you're a Republican, you will say, oh, the Democrats are doing it. Well, sometimes it's a matter of who cheats the best, which party. So they're both doing it, and I'm a libertarian, okay? So I get to watch, compliment when either side does something amazing, like Wyden in uh, Oregon is investigating the modems of the electronic election system modems found in vote counting machines in the precinct. So that's a good thing. He's a Democrat. When you have, well, let's look at California. Their goal was to go to vote by mail, uh, like total vote by mail, 2020 or 2022. Okay. Um, That's a big red flag. Big, big red flag. And if California goes vote by mail, we will be Democrat for who knows how long. The potential to cheat is unbelievable. First of all, we have the voter registration software, which is not scrutinized. Here in Siskiyou County, um, Colleen Setzer, sweetheart, honest, I trust her. She's just clueless about computers. She's in front of the supervisors, and she says, uh, and this came out in the paper, two precincts didn't get their vote-by-mail ballot. The voter registration system is very easy to hack. Okay? 
And how do we know this? Because we did a survey, watch the vote, in 2016. People were switched to a different political party. People were vote by mail but switched to the precinct. People were precinct switched to vote by mail. One guy, he shows up with his sample ballot. He'd been registered for years. He shows up with a sample ballot, and they say, oh, you're not registered to vote. This is from our survey. There's an awful lot of mistrust in vote counting system. The voter registration is even worse. And so there is a lot of vulnerability. I'm not saying everything's hacked. I'm saying there's an awful lot of vulnerability. Hack into the system. Well, let's just, uh, you know, 5% of the Republicans spread throughout the state for, for through, a say, uh, an assembly district, state house assembly. We just go ahead and take uh, hack in and... Uh, Unregister 5% of the uh, Republicans, or vice versa, the Republicans say, hey, we're going to just go ahead and uh, hack into the registration system, and 5% of the Democrats won't get their mail-in ballot. So that's where California is heading, is mail-in ballots. Okay, what about uh, hacking the U.S. Postal Service and some of these vote-by-mails end up at the North Pole? Pick your party, whichever one you want to do. Okay. In primaries, switch people's party. Um, another time when Colleen Sitzer was in front of the supervisor, she stated that uh, normally we get 30 to 40 percent vote by mail in Tisca County. Rural, I understand that. I still don't support vote by mail unless absolutely necessary for an absentee ballot. Absolutely necessary. Military, yes, that's very justified. But in uh, 2018, Colleen Sitzer, our election clerk, basically said, we normally get 30 to 40% vote by mail, and somehow we are 70 to 80% now. <laughs> it was a snafu by the computer. So we're getting forced upon us vote by mail whether we like it or not. And then you have the ballot harvesting idea, the boat collection. We talked about it, what was it, last week. Um, people knock on doors. Oh, let me... Uh, I'm I'm a legal vote collector. Let me uh, collect your ballot for you. That way you won't have to go to the post office or spend too much on post, whatever, okay? Oh, I'll even help you uh, fill it out. I'll even go to the nursing homes and help people vote. So if you're a Republican, you can take the Democrat vote by mail ballots, throw them in the trash. You can, If you're a Democrat, you can take the Republican ballots and throw them in the trash. You can get lists to find out whether people are Republican or not. Knock on the doors of Republicans. Just go ahead and take the uh, ballots, throw them in the trash. And then you've got uh, the potential for uh, forging signatures. If you're a Republican, you want to cheat, just go ahead and uh, do a double ballot for the Democrats, forge their signature, and uh, both ballots are nullified. They get two ballots, nullified. There is... So much potential for election fraud, it's scary. And then you got the motor the, the, the motor voter thing where you touch some buttons. Are you a U.S. citizen? Why is it illegals are getting called for jury duty? All they have to say is, I'm not a citizen. Well, how do you get called for jury duty then? Because when you go to DMV, you also register to vote. That's why they're getting calls for jury duty because they're registered. Illegals are somehow in the system getting registered to vote. 
And you got the same-day voter registration. Well, before that, uh, a couple places in Southern California, before there was same-day registration, register that day and then you vote. That happened this last election here in March 3rd, primary. Um, but before that, you had to register a number of days ahead of time. And some of these precincts in Southern County got 110% voter turnout, 120% voter turnout. What in the hell is going on here? So the potential for vote by mail, the potential for individual voter fraud and election fraud is point blank frightening. From your article and my other gatherings of information, who, what party wants to, is really pushing for this right now? Sorry, the Democrats, I'm a libertarian. They're pushing for it. And if, this is my prediction, if we go as a nation, vote by mail, we will be socialist and they'll never change the laws. It's over. We will be a socialist nation. That's my prediction if we go to vote by mail. It's over. It's over. The ends justifies the means. That's Solinsky. Saul Alinsky. Sorry, Saul Alinsky and Rules for Radicals. The ends justify the means. They will cheat. Doesn't matter. Stalin said it doesn't. The people voting doesn't count as much as the people counting the votes. And it'll be over. And uh, I have my doubts if, if California will ever turn Republican again because the legislature could pass laws and get the security measures needed for the voter registration system, but they're not willing to because it's working for them. They could do things for an honest election, not allow illegals to vote. They're not doing it. We will be toast as a nation if we go vote by mail. I hope the Republic, the red states oppose this. I wish we'd get back to hand counted paper ballots, counted at the precinct, counted in public. Oh, toilet. no, I agree with that. Counted, counted before the ballots leave the precinct. And yes, Robert, great idea. It's a day off to vote. And, uh, you know, you called me on. Sunday about noon here, and you'd watched. Uh, was it Face the Nation where you saw Joe Biden? Can you Joe repeat Biden that? A, Joe Biden was advocating for national vote by mail. Oh yeah, well, hold on a second. Let me. Yeah, let me. Um, let me stop you real quick there, and then since you brought it up, I've been wanting to play this uh, anyway. It's only forty-two seconds, uh, so. Uh, no one make noises on their stuff, so I'm not going to mute the mics, but this is only 42-second clip. Here we go. About the campaign itself, number one, do you think we have to conduct an all-mail ballot election come the fall, given the likelihood this comes back in the fall? We may get there, Chuck. I, I'm not, I don't want to go that far ahead, but that is possible. I think, I think we should be looking to all-mail ballots across the board to begin with because it's an easier way for people to vote. But whether or not that's required across the board in all 50 states and territories, I'm not sure yet. I think we can make that, but we should be beginning to plan that in each of our states. I think you have, anyway, there's some legislation in the, in, in the Senate that suggests that. I think it's worth looking at quickly. There you go, Kelly, go ahead. Okay, so you called me and I'm like, what? So dangerous. Voting will be an illusion or a delusion if we go all vote by mail. Um, oh, and by the way, I guess who else favors this? 
idea of vote by mail. It's all going to be vote by mail in November in California. Why? Because of our beloved Gavin Newsom, our governor, and his executive order on how to deal with coronavirus. Oh, I'll vote by mail. I mean, yeah, we were heading there anyway. Yeah, it was by design to head there. So California, vote by mail, November. Might as well stay home or maybe local elections or what have you. But it's just point blank frightening. The the vulnerability. And by the way, speaking of vulnerabilities, uh, if you go to watch the vote Facebook page, it's got a like a check mark and a circle on a US flag. Okay, so watch the vote USA on Facebook. You'll see a video, you'll scroll down where I walked into a precinct filming I'm standing outside of a town hall in Fort Jones, California. I walk in, and I film a vote counting machine. I walked right up to it. I walked right up to it. It's in the town hall. There was a kid in the room. There was, it looked like he was studying, and there was a tutor lady there. And they had access right to the machine. I walked. I filmed it. Well, the night before, the this was on a Wednesday after the election. Uh, election was March 3rd. The night of the election, I, I went out and talked to three different precincts. It's a place called Scott Valley. There's Port Jones, Greenview, and Etna, a small town. And I asked them when the vote counting machine showed up. They showed up Wednesday. As in the Wednesday before the Tuesday, as in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. They sat in buildings where many people had keys. And since they don't pick them up that night, they pick them up the next day, I thought, I'll just find out what the security... In the Fort Jones Town Hall, it was uh, a big town hall room, okay? You walked in the hallway to the left right there, town hall meetings and what have you. It has no lock on the door. This means I could have walked in. See, they showed up on Wednesday. I found out it's a Thursday. I showed up at uh, 10 to 5. I hid somewhere in the town hall room. Five o'clock, I hear the county, the, the city workers go home. I start my hack. Oh, look, it's got a plastic fuel on it. Gee, okay, I take really good pictures of it. I go home. Friday night, I come back with my um, 3D plastic printer and imitate the seal. Uh, an officer, who's a police officer, they share. They have Etna and Fort Jones has a one police officer. Um. Officer Stalker of all names, but yes, that's his real name. I interviewed him. He not happy. <laughs> I, I said, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Uh, yeah, hey, come here. He just happened in the town hall for some reason. I'm like, hey, hey, you got a minute? I'll show you something here. Here's a vote counting machine. You know, we used it last night. Da da da. What do you? Oh, do you see any problem here? You know, any concern with this whole situation? He looks at it as well. It's got a lid. It's got a lock. Do a lock pick on that. Okay. So it's got, it's got a seal. I don't see a problem. I said, the problem, sir, is you and I are standing right next to it. Oh. So that's a vulnerability proven. You can see the video. It's about, what, 38 seconds, maybe a minute. And then Officer Stalker being interviewed. He not happy. This is one vulnerability. One proven. Oh, but they have a lid and everything's fine. Well, you know what? DEFCON, uh, every summer... In Nevada, I think it's in August, it's a computer security uh, conference. They have a thing called the hacker's tent. They put these machines in the hacker's tent. It's not if, it's how fast. 
done it three years in a row. All they needed was physical access. Go to the county election clerk and say, well, people don't have physical access. Yes, they do. What if these machines are in a school? Get a bunch of teachers. Some of them might be an activist, janitor, principal. Maybe the school board has keys. How about a church where some guy shows up Monday night before the election to pray because they have an open-door policy? It only takes one. Because of the virus path, USB into the vote counting machine. The vote counting machine has a removable memory card. That removable memory card now has a virus on it from someone's pocket. That removable memory card goes to the central tabulator of the county, and the entire, elect, the entire results of the county can be changed. This is a vulnerability, and it's very real. I'm not saying here in Siskiyou County they were hacked. I'm saying this is a vulnerability. The voter registration system is so much more vulnerable. It's a joke. When two precincts here in Siskiyou County did not get their mail-in ballots, I went and talked to Colleen Setzer. I said, hey, what's going on here? You know, did you? Well, it's just kind of a snafu. I said, well, did you, like, uh, download the data, the uh, registered voter list? And then by DVD, send it to the vendor. Oh, no, I, I uh, sent the vendor, a vendor that prints out the ballots and mails them uh, with the return envelope, whatever. Okay. No, I, I sent I sent the vendor the uh, registration list uh, by email. <clears throat> really? Vote by mail is frightening. Just point blank frightening because there's so many vulnerabilities. I don't care if you're an R or a D, red or a blue, you want to cheat. You can look at the Clinton Curtis video on YouTube. He worked for YSI in Florida, and, and he was asked to program a predetermined outcome of 5149. People had the illusion that it was a close race, 5149. If Jim Condit was on, he'd tell you how the media gets people's minds ready for their pre, pre-programmed results. This is, this is mind-blowing. We cannot go vote by mail. Watch the vote. I brought it up to, to, on our Sunday night conference call. We need to write a letter to Trump and some congressmen and some governors about the vulnerabilities. Bev Harris, some consider her the mother of our movement, the election integrity, election transparency. She is not in favor when she leans left. She is not in favor of vote by mail. She did the... Uh, Video uh, Hacking Democracy. Excellent. Good job, Bev. And it was an HBO uh, documentary. She she not happy with vote by mail. Um, we just... So, anyway, that's just... I want to hear some other people's comments or thoughts or questions or maybe insults. <laughs> questions, comments, insults? <laughs> And uh, I do got um, Lee Kelly, and thank you very much. And I knew I was going to have Susan and then Mike on the line to uh, come in next. However, and you will get on the show. There's still plenty of time, more than an hour and a half. Uh, but I do have uh, Jim Connor Jr. on the line, and I was hoping we'd be able to speak with him tonight. Uh, is one of the founders of the uh, Watch the Vote USA uh, on here. And so we want to definitely want to get him in to talk about this, uh, the mail-in voting. Uh, so thank you very much, Jim, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Oh, Great to fine, hear from you. fine. I'm sorry I'm in late. Kelly reminded me by an email I finally, a uh, text I finally saw. Um, 
Yeah, I think Kelly just did a good job um, explaining it. Are you talking about vote by, by mail and not Coronas tonight? Not the Coronas tonight? Well, but yeah, that's our main. I mean, we're here. I mean, I'm, we're inundated with Corona stuff. If you want to bring Corona stuff up too, certainly. Uh, but yeah, that's. I mean, because it yeah, is the, good because of the coronavirus that people are suggesting this happen. Of course, it, the liberals will try anything they can to try to. Uh, right. In my in my case, uh, get some voter fraud out there. Go ahead. Right. Right. Well, um, that was a good explanation by Kelly. The the whole point. I guess I would just reiterate um, what the answer is, and that is ideally, and the Collier brothers, uh, Ken and Jim Collier, that wrote Vote Scam, The Stealing of America in 1992, they were all, both have passed away in the 90s. They were always very insistent on this, and I am too, and that is the only way to have foolproof voting is no early voting, because that's mail-in voting. Uh you, if you are going to get an absentee ballot, <coughs> you should have to have a doctor's um, order that you're sick and can't leave your house. And then there should be a team of several, of two people at least that go and, and help the person, uh, you know, let them fill out their vote and then uh, bring it back to the office uh, of the election center. But everybody should go to the precinct uh, on the day of the election Mark the paper ballots that are easily read, kept in a box all day on camera, that not never leaving the public site. Then you dump the votes out and count them uh, right there in front of everybody. And with modern technology, you could stream it live over the Internet, which would make like a permanent uh, uh, video on the Internet. And you could also uh, uh, you could also have a camera in the in the uh, uh, election uh, place all day. Now, in, in reality, as we know, the uh, uh, the powers that be, whenever they want money for anything, in fact, they're asking for, I think, several billion dollars now to vote by mail, believe it or not. <clears throat> whenever they want to do something, then <clears throat> they get the money for it. And I saw somebody on the air, it wasn't a real prominent time, but saying, oh, no, we need money so we can vote by mail. No, we need money to pay enough teams of two in each precinct <clears throat> to count the votes. And even if we have to have 25 people to a ballot, <clears throat> excuse me, even if we have to have 25 people to a ballot, uh, uh, I mean, 25, two teams, a team of two to 25 ballots, it would be better to do that and get a real count than get the completely easily rigged, unknowable counts we're getting. So uh, as far away as you get from that, we have that on Watch the Vote USA. Uh, Kelly and I and Jeff Liberty spent months and months and months. And so you got up there several essays at the, it's in the uh, packet we sent to President Trump's relatively short-lived election commission. And while we say, you know, certain things, maybe somebody could think of an improvement or change it a little here and there, the principles of uh, counting votes, paper ballots in the open before they leave the public site. That's what that's that's what the answer is. So, the uh, I think Bev Harris, who came along in 2000 and did really what what nobody else had done, because uh, she understands computer understood the computers, and that's where she came in and uh, has exposed a lot of things. 
I know an, an, I, I was working in 1979 on this after we saw a switcheroo in our city council election like I had heard about, but I didn't realize, I thought, well, maybe it happens here and there. I didn't realize apparently it happened in a lot of places where the incumbents were losing, but the Colliers were not, they were not computer people. I certainly am not. I know how to point and click. Uh, Bev came along and did all that. And she's saying, she's saying what I believe too. They not only want uh, uh, voting, uh, uh, a mail-in voting to be a hundred percent, and our idiot governor, Mike DeWine, has just probably illegally declared that the election is going to be uh, mail-in only. I don't know if the state legislator backed him up on that. But so you got that situation where DeWine is – Are you talking about the primary or are you talking about for November? From uh, At the moment, it's the primary. We got mail-in votes only for the primary in Ohio. Right. And uh, uh, so all I'm saying is, is that uh, Bev is saying they not only want this, they want to go to Internet voting, which was the uh, the goal of George Soros, George Soros and company. George Soros had him. And I'm going to end in a minute here so you can get the other folks on. I just wanted to kind of respond to your request to come on and Kelly uh, and give a little summary here. Um, So. See, I almost lost. Oh, George Soros and company had a meeting in 2000. That's 20 years ago in Athens, Greece. And I w- wouldn't have found out about this except for a Canadian uh, voter fraud activist, Brent Bolesky, whose dad had, had been in an in intelligence up there. He he alerted me to this. And what they said at that meeting, which we have a a Network America e-wire, we have a uh, we have a did a did a e-wire back then, and Brent um, George Soros's people there said, "Now our ultimate goal is internet voting." And he said, "But when you're talking, I mean, the conference said, when you're talking to the public, always talk about how easy it is to vote with our methods. Never talk about the accuracy of the count." And that's what they do. Oh, we're going to make it so easy to vote. You'd think that every person who's so disengaged that they don't even know when the election is, that if somebody tells them, oh, today's the election, it's more important for them to be go, go down and register to vote and that they get to vote completely disengaged as they are, then that we get a fair count of people who had enough presence of mind to register 30 days in advance of the election. And that used to be the rule. People had to register 30 days in advance. They would get a postcard to their address, and if the postcard was returned – as that person doesn't live there, then they would be taken off the rolls. And that's how it was kept that we didn't have fraudulent registration. Now, of course, the Democrats, uh, the Republicans are just as bad. The Republicans don't defend themselves, but the Democrats lead the way, demanding that people be allowed to register on the day of the election, that uh, in California and in probably many other places now, it's been the rule since 1984 that you can't ask whether a person's a citizen if they make same-day registration. So the system is made by crooks for crooks. But what can you say? I've talked to four of the Freedom Caucus congressmen directly, even if it was a short time. Some was a little bit longer, though, that I was able to talk to them for a few minutes. And when they don't see it, that they have to drop everything and make sure we get a fair count. Trump brought it up, and I got that YouTube up called My Encounter with Trump on Computer Election Fraud because I was able to talk to him, hand him a 
paper with the websites on it, like Watch the USA, uh, and explaining to him what he needed to do. And through that and a few other things, I believe he started bringing it up. Apparently doesn't understand it very well because he's not bringing up this time. He just signed a bill authorizing all these computerized voting systems where they take the votes away from us. So, and now I would just add one thing in, Robert, on Coronas, and that is, I just want to, maybe you've already talked about this last week, but I agree with Ron Paul. I agree with Congressman Thomas Massey of Northern Kentucky, who's probably the best congressman in the United States, that this reaction is a complete hoax. The government reaction, the media reaction is the hoax. Uh, the Yes, there is a coronavirus. I just found out it's been around for 50 years that animals were getting coronavirus vaccines in 1994. I know somebody worked at veterinarians in Florida and was giving them. Uh, it is not deadly for most people. Most people, they say, won't even know they had it, or they might have eight hours of symptoms, or they might have three or four days of uh, flu. And the, the strain that is killing people, which is scary, the, the strain that a few people are getting, and maybe some of the older people, where they start coughing their lungs fill up with phlegm, the phlegm hardens, then they die. We now know that this uh, chloroquine, hydrochloroquine protocol, I think they combine it with erythromycin, is curing almost everyone that gets it. I don't know that it's curing every person. A lot of people are dying already. But these death counts are falsified. They're counting every person who dies in a nursing home. They just cut cut in Italy, counting somebody who fell off a ladder and died. Uh, when they did the autopsy, he had corona. They counted him as a corona death, and they had to back off. Governor Bashir of Kentucky announced today, oh, one of the deaths we announced the other day, we have to reverse that. It was not due to corona. So the death count is being falsified up where, where and the infection account is totally up in the air. But many people say all of us go in and out of having the coronavirus all the time. So I don't believe it's any more serious except for the flu. Uh, 80,000 people died of the flu three years ago according to Bill Cunningham the other night in the United States. And um, uh, so I believe this is a premeditated government psyops. And the idea that they're shutting the country down for three weeks uh, or more is going to kill the country if we don't watch it. Uh, and uh, the cure, as Trump and others have said, is much worse. I'm very disappointed in Trump, though, that he backed off of this May 13th date. We need to open back up the country at Easter and the and the other thing, and if anyone gets the serious uh, problem, then you immediately get them the chloroquine protocol or the hydrochloroquine protocol they've used on malaria for 50 years. And uh, that, and so that makes that not so scary at all, because almost everyone that's getting it is being cured. So anyway, uh, yeah, the, I look at this as the, 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 the deep state or the shadow government, which I think is a better name, is planning to – push this as far as they can they smell blood they're talking about shutting the country down till september or even in the january of next year uh what they because they don't know how far they can push they're seeing how far they can push the american people uh they are talking about bringing in the national guard to start supervising who goes where uh there was long food lines That's in ridiculous. pittsburgh today there was long food lines i don't, I don't think american people stand for that what would they I, I don't think not. the American people would stand for that. Now they're talking about forced vaccines. Now, a vaccine under certain circumstances can work in many cases, but not the vaccines we've been using for the last 30 years that have one out of 50 of our kids or one out of 60 of our kids are autistic. 
These vaccines are poison. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't take this vaccine there. Uh, Fauci, by the way, is an enemy of the people. He's a long history of a malfactor. Uh, you'll notice he's always uh, very subtly working against Trump, trying to he's trying to rev up the fear. Oh, we mentioned this earlier, bad. didn't we, Joseph? Yep. We I, that's yeah. what we want to do a whole. We were talking about doing a whole show on this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot that. So I'm sorry, I'm talking too long, but I appreciate you. No, 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 all. you, no, no. We, we've got plenty. We've got plenty of time here. Well, I want to let got, the others. Uh, you know, I want to let, but I want to let the others that were on board before me. I pre- thanks Kelly for alerting me, or I would have. Uh, I got so many things coming in and so many people needing things or things run to them. I, I'm glad you reminded me. But, Robert, thanks for – and I thank you for keeping up this show. All these shows like yours that have gone on for years, and you might say, well, are they reaching that many people? Cumulatively, yes, we are reaching that many people. So you have millions of people who are awake and alert and have critical thinking that wouldn't otherwise have it. So I'll yield back the floor, and maybe some of the others that are in line can get on. Well, definitely two things. One, we're going to get them on. Two, uh, three things actually. Two, uh, I hope you could stay uh, longer. So definitely want to get, hear I'm uh, hear I'm more from you. Yeah, I'm going to stay. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And then, but I want to. Put, I'm going. To, I played this early in the show, but I want Kelly to hear. Uh, Kelly, I want uh, Jim to hear it uh, as well, and then I'll bring in. Susan, and then you, Mike, I will get you guys in again, I promise. There's plenty of time. We've got about an hour and a half left of the show. Uh, but this is only a two-and-a-half-minute uh, clip. And, and one of the uh, new new news uh, outlets I've been watching lately uh, is One American News. And there's a, a guy on there has a show called The Daily Ledger. And this is what uh, he stated on one of his what he calls final comments or thoughts or whatever on, on, on a portion of his show. But I do want to play it again. I know folks have been on the show for the, the whole length, and I appreciate you doing so. Uh, I've heard this, but, I, I, again, I do want to hear it or play it again for, uh, you know, for, for everybody who's, who's new here and for you, Jim. Okay. Some final thoughts now. The politically motivated, irrational response to the Wuhan Chinese coronavirus that simply doesn't add up. Something's not right here. The numbers, they just don't square. This massive coast-to-coast corona craziness simply does not align with the empirical data. Right now, Americans have a 1 in 8,000 chance of contracting the Wuhan virus. 1 in 8,000. But we have a 1 in half a million chance of dying from it. Those are pretty good odds. In fact, some states, we have a greater chance of winning the lottery. So go ahead, buy a ticket. Better yet, go ahead and live your life. Something just doesn't make sense here. Judging by the numbers from the 2018-2019 influenza season, we have a 1 in 5,000 chance of dying from the flu. 1 in 5,000. And in 2009, we didn't know about it because it wasn't publicized much, but we had a 1 in 27,000 chance of dying from the swine flu, H1N1, or as Joe Biden calls it, the N1H1. No panic, no Shuttered cities, no stock market crash, no government stimulus. There's something not right here. Even if you were Chinese and you lived right there at the epicenter of it all, Wuhan, your chances of dying are one in about a half a million. Something doesn't add up here. We as Americans have a much greater chance of dying from heart disease or cancer than the Wuhan Chinese coronavirus. It's seven to one. We have a 1 in 8,000 chance of dying from heat stroke. 
And yes, the age-old apples-to-apples comparison. We have a 1 in 200,000 chance of dying by lightning strike versus a 1 in half a million chance of pushing up daisies from the Wuhan outbreak. So, so does any of this make any sense to a rational thinker? Is this reaction by the stock market and by the governors of these blue states and by the mainstream media commensurate with this Chinese contagion? No, it's not. So why? Why this apoplectic, disproportionate response? It's political. It's ideological. There's simply no other explanation for this irrational response to the Wuhan Chinese coronavirus. Want to see more videos? Some final thoughts now. The politically motivated, oh, irrational I, response. I really played it again. Sorry about that. <laughs> I really played it again. So let's go ahead and get Susan and then Mike in, and then we'll bring things ba- uh, back around. Uh, and then let's go ahead and uh, welcome Susan. Oh, thank you very much, Susan, uh, for waiting. I appreciate your patience and holding, but we, I've been wanting to get uh, about this, you know, especially since you know, one of the things he specializes in uh, with the voting. Uh, but thank you very much, and you're, you're welcome for coming in anything we discussed tonight. Uh, but thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Um, well, after that little earthquake quake we had here in Idaho, my body is really not the same. It shook us. Real quick, Susan, whatever way you're positioned right now in talking, keep it. Because I can hear you best in whatever position you're holding the phone right now. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> okay. I'm up, but right then and there you felt it really good. Go ahead. Okay, so um, I tried to get on last week, but your thing was going, you know, and I couldn't get on the show. I don't know what was going on. I couldn't even listen to it. Oh, that's so, awful. Um, but that, 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 well, that, um, well, I was looking at some metrics. Um, I'm glad you said that because I was looking at the metrics, and they, they seemed kind of skewed. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> so now that might have something to do with it. And speaking of that, I mean, we we have a lot of good stuff on the show. We have a lot of good episodes, but this one's definitely you know one of the uh, is real important too. Because to go to Blog Talk Radio, uh, look up Bard's Logic Political Talk. You're going to see the link to the show. I know a lot of folks call in and might not necessarily follow the link to the show. So if you don't follow the link to the show and you just call in, find the link. Um, you could just, or you could Google Bard's Logic Political Talk. You know, the it'll pop right up and share this link on your Twitter, your Facebook, your emails, your social media, the, the groups that you're in. Because there's a, as I have the thing on the show, the news we are missing because of coronavirus. There's a lot of people who are not talking about this, and there are some articles today that are saying how Fauci, of course, this is from CNN and Politico, are saying, oh, Fauci needs, you know. Uh, you know, protection now because he's getting, you know, death threats from far-right people who are saying stuff about him. And what you just pointed out earlier, Jim, and I really think we should do a whole show about this guy, is maybe, you know, once people hear more about him, maybe they'll have cause it, like, well, what's really going on behind this guy? Because as you mentioned earlier uh, tonight about your worry about Trump, uh, Joseph, is that I'm more, and I said him again, I'm, I've been more worried about Fauci. And, and what he's been doing, what he's been saying, and Trump, unfortunately, is kind of being pulled, in my opinion, being pulled along because if he dealt, the media is going to excoriate him. And in an election year, he, he's got to be more careful than probably otherwise would be. But go ahead, Susan. Okay. Well, there might be a bright spot here. 
Um, USA Today is reporting only 80% of Bernie Sanders supporters intend to vote for Biden in the fall. 15% will vote for Trump, and the other five will stay home or vote third party. <laughs> ah, that was good news to my ears. Um, <clears throat> and next, um, did you know that the National Guard is going, well, Rhode Island has got them to uh, hunt down New Yorkers who have traveled across the border. And Kumo's mad. He's saying it's a declaration of war, which, of course, I wish they'd hunt him down, but that's beside the point. Um, I didn't realize that, that it was getting so serious that, they, like they said in this article, that the left is going Democrats against Democrats and left against left with all this stuff. So that was interesting. And my girlfriend, who likes Bernie, but who also voted for Trump, she said that they're going to remember that Trump, people vote with their pocketbooks, and she said that him sending out those checks and people getting them at the right time is going to inspire a lot of people to vote for him because they're going to appreciate that money. So she's a pretty smart gal, and I just, wow, okay, I never thought of that. And the other thing is, um, I have a, a Dr. Cyrus uh, that does uh, articles. Um, he's been doing them for years. And he he believes that vitamin D is very, very good for, you know, this thing. And uh, <clears throat> uh, the effect of it in reducing the risk of respiratory infections, um, it helps neutralize lung damage. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that helps. But this is just one of them, zinc, anti-malarial, <clears throat> drug hydroxychloroquine, and zinc sulfate. I mean, and he, he he doesn't believe in all these other, this other nonsense of putting the whatever they're going to develop and supposedly you're supposed to use. The consumption of bicarbonate sodium with or without lemon helps prevent the infection. And uh, it still doesn't hurt to have a mask. Um, we ordered one. Gene bought it for me as a gift and one for him, and they're not cheap. The safety, um, they're like $48 a piece. And they keep out not just that, but all pollutants that are in the air, like if you were on an airplane. or So if there's any pollutants that are traveling in the air, which is a lot of times how people catch stuff, it keeps that out. So as much as I hate the idea of, wearing a mask, um, it's not going to hurt to do so just to be on the safe side for a lot of things. They do that in the Orient. And the last thing, I saw an article about China, and especially Wuhan, but it, it shows the marketplace. And they sell rats and bats and cats and dogs. I mean, some of them were alive and some of them were being slaughtered right there and some were already dead. And it was like, oh, my God. No wonder God gave rules on eating in the Old Testament and and the kind and the clean meats. Because, I mean, just look at this. I mean, how can you even stay healthy eating stuff like that? And snakes, they had snakes there. I, I about threw up. It was just so awful. So it isn't any wonder that they spread this stuff, you know, with Italy um, my neighbor that lived in China for 12 years, he said, 
that the materials that go into the fashions in Italy, because they, they make the top fashion industry there, the, there's big traveling between Italy and China, you know, with these materials that the Chinese supply to them to make these fashions. So that's one of the reasons it would be, and plus they have Chinese workers and, and everything else. So that's one of the reasons between that and the food for me, I'm, I'm getting tired. <laughs> so I probably won't stay no, much longer. It's, it's, it's been a long couple of, uh, long couple of weeks and I've you know, got everyone's uh, mic. So we'll bring a uh, mic on uh, and we will uh, then bring things back to uh, you, Joseph. And then, uh, We'll uh, go ahead and bring uh, Jim back in. I've got my own comments, but let's go ahead and uh, bring in Mike. Uh, thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Oh, yeah. Thank you very much uh, for uh, your time. And um, Can you please kindly, again, I, I, I sorry, I just forgot. I blanked out your name. Can you give me your name, please, again? Who, Jim? They're mine. No, yours, yours. I'm Robert. Oh yes, 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 my my friend, uh, Mr. Robert. Yes, uh, we have Susan online. We have Kelly, and uh, we have another gentleman, I believe, uh, uh, on the line also. So hello to all of you in this. And yes, I want to start to talk about coronavirus. And this coronavirus, uh, uh, you know. As you know, China opened up, uh, they put their guards down uh, about a week ago, and kindly, uh, kind of, they tried to open all their, uh, you know, uh, businesses up, and uh, not only they got hantavirus, uh, another virus is uh, very deadly for their people, and also they got phase two of... Uh, uh, coronavirus. So this uh, phase two is those people who supposed, uh, you know, they say, oh, you are okay, you are good to go home. And they carrying phase two. Phase two is just shows after 51 days, indeed. And so now China relocked the whole uh, China again back uh, again. So uh, this has a phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, and every time uh, getting uh, already this uh, virus been mutated uh, 40 times according to scientists in Iceland. But according to other uh, new version that we have read, they said this virus is being mutated 8,000 times. So everybody may carry different strain of this virus. And that's why, uh, you know, some, sometimes they may use vitamin C and zinc together uh, for, uh, for it in the hospitals. And sometimes they may use, you know, um, uh, the uh, malaria, anti-malaria tablets, or sometimes they may use you know, uh, different kind of uh, higher antibiotic, Zywax, and etc., to kill this virus. But that, uh, you know, uh, if Zytromax 
it doesn't work or CPRO doesn't work on them. So they're kind of, each person are like a gigapig right now, you know, and especially when in the, around the globe, you send your loved one to any hospital in, in the globe, you know, you're alone. They don't let even, uh, sometimes the patient is out of it. Patient doesn't know what is allergic to X, Y, Z medications. And they may, because everybody is stressed out around the globe right now. And uh, nurses, doctors, uh, we value them, and they put their life uh, on the line. But, you know, uh, they don't read everybody's health information around the globe. So they can miss a lot of things on the uh, patients, and they may say, okay, give them Zetromax. But the, maybe the patient, patient is um, allergic to Zetromax. And then it's, that's going to cause more problems uh, for treatment. First of all, this is a virus. Virus has no treatment. And uh, with this mutation, uh, even with uh, 40 times, uh, we say, 40 different things instead of 8,000. 8, I mean, so this 40 times, 40, then it can get to 80, 80 can get 160. So this keeps going up and up, and there's no ending to this uh, matters. And it is real. It is a real, because it's not like, uh, you know, uh, my other friends, I think, said this is an scam that the board is witnessing. I mean, how is that possible? I mean, we have, I mean, nobody from inside the hospital going to say, you know, for example, this is, we have, we don't have any patients supposed today. We, everything is normal here today. And, uh, you know, we can, I mean, we see New York is already finished. They, are, they have no ventilators. Connecticut doesn't have a, a, a ventilators. And uh, so now they're uh, going around the globe. Uh, other states um, basically to buy their staff PPE, masks, and etc. And yes, Suzette said something about uh, Asia. Yes, we are in Asia. We put masks, we move gloves. Of course, we are much, much more better. Uh, I mean, don't say we. We are 100% cannot catch it, but we can delay, and maybe we get an, a strain of it that is weaker, or maybe we get an, a strain that even is higher. So, you know, but uh, at least we are doing much better in Asia, from Japan to Singapore to Seoul. I mean, Korea. And you're in Singapore now, right, Mike? Yes, sir, yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's, that's and, and bottom line is this, that, uh, you know, uh, it seems, uh, you know, people in North America, they don't respect six uh, um, feet from each other and uh, all the cashiers or any everywhere you go, you are basically 
the the person is is uh, a host because ten people come they may not have it but twenty people come those people have it each different strain so that guy get it and then give it to the next twenty thirty people you know so people don't you have a gloves no mask I mean this is crazy my friend I never see that um, Bill cannot even buy a mask in North America, Canada, and or or entire United States of America. I mean, and uh, yes, with mask it's much much better. And they're supposed to tell us much more earlier than that. Yes, if you have a mask and gloves, go ahead and use it. But you know, first days people say, yeah, they may look at you funny. Who give a damn about it? Do it, you know, if they, you know, because your health is my health, my health is your health. So therefore, you know, we have to at least try to delay whatever it is. But this is called the devil virus, my friends, and especially the. Uh, uh, I mean, Mr. Pompeo orders all American citizens to immediately return to USA. And, uh, you know, this is a very bad sign because the first time it happened, it was World War II, I believe. And uh, President Trump activated already one million military reservists uh, with medical skills to treat battlefield uh, injuries. Details of the order are, can be found uh, EO text at whitehouse.com. In sign number two, Pentagon ordering all high-level staffers into deep underground bunkers in Colorado and Cheyenne. And this was announced in NORAD and NORTHCOM in a Facebook town hall meeting. Uh, and obviously, you don't order your military staffers uh, into a 2,000-foot deep bunker just because of the virus. Sign number three, Security of uh, uh, State Pompeo just ordered, of course, all Americans uh, better get your butts down here ASAP, or there will not be any commercial flight anymore available to get you out. Get you out. And so, uh, because right now uh, there are three um, uh, of the, you know, um, uh, submarines of the United States, highly, uh, you know, is one of the toughest ones. The U2 coronavirus has been, uh, uh, you know, reported to different areas, Guam or other places and also other Navy ships, also same thing, uh, Navy carriers as well too. We have uh, ported in Guam and other places, Japan and other places. So right now, there's a lot of our military, the hardware are kind of, uh, I mean, they can use it, but really they don't have anybody to operate it at this time. I mean, it's just put in the standby right now. So will it, you know, United States see some kind of 
health chaos or economic disruptions or whether uh, uh, China may use this uh, as a tool, say, I'm going to attack Taiwan, and then, uh, you know, the scenario will, know, all of you guys know what will happen if it happens. So then uh, that's another thing. And today Donald Trump, in the two interviews, warned uh, a terrorist regime of Iran that if, you, if you're, uh, any of your, uh, you know, um, uh, supporters in Iraq, they do anything against our uh, uh, troops, 75,000 that we have in Iraq right now, or uh, uh, we will attack you this time with a massive amount of hardware and bombs. Basically, we will nuke you to the Stone Ages. So this is two times in a day Donald Trump warns terrorist government of Iran. So this is another hot story. And also uh, in Iraq, uh, CENTCOM, uh, they put Patriot missile all over the, uh, you know, uh, hot, hot areas, you know, all the bases and all the embassies and et cetera. Uh, uh, they put Patriot missiles, so uh, and they talked to Iraq too because of recent attacks by supporters of the terrorist regime of Iraq. Okay, so these are the some of the main things I wanted to talk. So uh, thank you very much, Robert. I give you the microphone and you can comment, or any of your friends can comment on that, please. Now, real quick question, and I'm going to bring in uh, Joseph. Uh, I've, uh, I've been, you know, trying to do a little research, but it's limited on, uh, you know, the Philippines. I have a friend there, and I mean, to what I hear, it's pretty bad. I mean, they, the uh, the internet uh, in the Philippines is, uh, is isn't working real, real good, and maybe because more people are working at home, it's not that good there anyway. Uh, I heard there's actually military. There's rationing of food. I mean, what do you know about uh, what's going on there in the Philippines when it comes to uh, and real quick, there's actually only um, about uh, a minute left. Now, you're not going to drop your call, but don't let your call drop, or you won't be able to call back into the show. Um, so keep the the lines open there for you. Um, but anyway, and, and, but we will still have about another hour. Uh, just the, the time where you'll be able to call back in, will you won't be able to get your call drop, so don't let the call drop. But anyway, Mike, so be, uh, real quick, if you heard anything about that, uh, about the Philippines, uh, what you, I mean, uh, are you talking about that uh, 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 plane that was taken up from uh, Philippines uh, carrying medical supplies to uh, uh, Japan and uh, it was uh, flamed? Are you talking about that? Yeah, I'll just talk about the, you know, if you can, can report anything about the, what generally is happening there. Yeah, what I've heard, yeah, what, what I've heard, there's food rationing, there's you know the military in the streets, uh, you know with lockdowns and everything, uh, the the internet's uh, running really slow, uh, you know, and you know things of that nature. Have you, I mean, have you heard any reports about that? I mean, because you're you're closer than we are. Not as, uh, I mean, 
I know the news is so much, my friend, uh, uh, Sir uh, Robert, you know, and nobody can uh, really stick with everything that's going on. You know, I can have some, you can have some, Susan can have some, and Kelly and uh, your other friends, I forgot his name, uh, sorry, uh, also have some. So we are all together putting everything so, you know, uh, so everybody can, you know, get the news uh, totally. No, I don't know, but I know there was a cargo plane uh, from Indonesia. Uh, uh, with uh, it was Sunday, uh, uh, taking off from uh, Manila with eight passengers. I mean, one of them was was a COVID-19 patient going to Japan. And uh, they had a lot of medical supply, etc., to Japan uh, for some reason. And uh, that one, before even takeoff, at the end of runway, exploded and uh, became into two half. And the last part of the uh, engine came out as well. So that one I know. But the other information, sorry, I don't. No, well, no, I appreciate it. Um, I do, you know, there are other callers on the line. If you'd like to chime in, just push the one on your number and dial. I'll get you into the show. We are at the top of the hour. We are in the uh, part of the show that we lovingly call Bard's Logic After Dark. Um, and so it is uh, 12 a.m. here Eastern Time. Uh, and so we'll go ahead and bring things back around on our roundtable discussion here. And that means uh, the way things are, because uh, Kelly had to, to go, and so did Susan. Uh, so that being Joseph, you'll be uh, up next, and then we'll, we'll have uh, Jim, uh, and then back to yourself, uh, Mike, and then of course you know again, we got more callers on. If you want to chime in, push one on your number dial. Uh, one of the things we'll talk about after we do our roundtable here is um, the new push now for Cuomo uh, to actually end up being the 2020 Democrat presidential candidate. And we'll talk more about uh, that. But first, let's go ahead and bring it back to you, Joseph. Thank you. Sure. Uh, a couple of things, because I know you have other callers on the line. A um, couple of observations that I've made. Uh, my good friend, Mike, uh, who uh, when I uh, called uh, into the show, uh, I think Mike was with us a couple of years ago uh, when I called. And, and then I, I had to stop because of uh, uh, work and things like that. Um but um, the notion that uh, Asia is doing better than we are in handling the the uh, epidemic is is not true. And I speak from per- perspective of geographics, being located in Hawaii, where we are the closest and most isolated state, but we are the closest state to Asia and the Pacific, and we get the largest volumes of Asian tourists coming to Hawaii. Even back in the beginning of March, you had a large influx of Japanese and South Korean tourists that despite the warnings of their government, letting them know that it was not safe or in the best, uh, you know, not not the best uh, advice to travel, they still continue to travel. So that tells me that there was a degree of irresponsibility on both ends. Is uh, you know uh, knowing the risks, they decided to travel because, quote from a couple of friends of mine, I was it was the deal of a lifetime. You know they dropped down all the prices, anticipating that you know everything was going to hit the fan pretty closely. So I even had that one friend that I let you know a couple of weeks ago, Robert, 
that was stuck here, but there was a loophole that if he went to South Korea, uh, he could wait it out uh, because if he went back to Japan, they issued a new decree stating that if you went back to Tokyo, for example, you had to remain in Tokyo. And if you try to travel to another city, it'd be an automatic quarantine of 14 days and more. And it wouldn't be a self-quarantine either. And so the biggest difference of why we are where we are today, right? So, okay, everyone is wondering why is the, 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 the leader uh, of the free world uh, leading most powerful nation in the world, why, why are we uh, lagging behind? A couple of things. Number one, we're in, we're in uncharted waters to begin with. Um, you know, uh, in the United States, we are raised to be more uh, free thinkers. In Asia, uh, the cultural values there, uh, they raise you to be uh, not such a free thinker, but more of a uh, civil dis- uh, obedience. Um, you know, uh, the parents don't encourage their kids, you know, think for your own, you know, shoot for the skies, dream your own dreams. In Asia, the culture is, you know, the parents raise you to be who they wanted to be, but for whatever reasons, they weren't able to seek their aspirations. And then you got to understand that from a political perspective, the CDC and the Trump administration did issue uh, back in late January that the coronavirus posed a serious threat to our country. What did Mayor de Blasio and a few key cabinet members of his administration did, which would defy logic? And uh, like like the audio clip that you played when the, uh, the speaker said, you know, that defies rationale. What did he do? Why is New York the epicenter? He told people, go out and be New Yorkers. First of all, this coronavirus is not real. Donald Trump is a racist and a xenophobe for uh, putting a travel ban wrongly on the Chinese people when there's no proof that this virus is for real. And if there ever was a coronavirus, they even went on a limit saying, New York, we are the most prepared city in the world. Compare that to Hawaii. We only have 229 cases. So what does that say? That says that, well, I'm not going to lie, our, our, our politicians here are not the most astute, but they're a lot more brighter than uh, de Blasio and Cuomo, who actually is worse because he, as governor, sat back and allowed de Blasio to make those statements, and he didn't intervene. So all of a sudden, him trying to be the wannabe Trump version number two is not going to work because he's the governor. He calls the shots. He has the highest position of the state. That was his moment to intervene with de Blasio and say, you know what, before we start making statements like that, let's, as the great Ronald Reagan once said, trust but verify. Let's look into this a little bit more because that same week, Robert, was the Chinese Lunar Year Festival. God knows how many people could have been affected. And then liberals are still scratching their heads as we don't understand why New York is the epicenter. However, this is Trump's fault. Are you kidding me? Go back and look at the clips of Comrade de Blasio, uh, Silent uh, Cuomo, and other liberal governors who sat there. Which, by the way, Seattle was the first city to report any coronavirus cases. 
in the state of Washington. You go back, and it was a failure of leadership against the Trump administration's and the CDC's warning that basically for political agenda, because Trump has to be wrong, they did the most negligible thing that will go down and that will live in infamy, Robert, generations and hundreds of years later, we'll look back, and this will be an abomination, that our politicians put politics first before their own people. Because had they just had common sense and had they not followed their sick ideology, they should have said, you know what, maybe we don't trust Trump, but let's do our own research. Let's not just jump the gun and tell people, hey, just go out and be New Yorkers and just continue our activities and Whatever's coming out of Trump is all lies, and even if it were to happen, we would be ready. So at that point, why did Trump shut down the whole country? I think the main reason why he did it is because it's not his fault. Nobody knew how to react to it. We never had anything of this magnitude. If you look back at history, there has never been a pandemic that was ever politicized. Never was there a pandemic where Democrats or Republicans said, at the expense of the American people, ideology first. So this is also a first political, uh, the, uh, political uh, precedent. The Democratic Party, neither party never put a pandemic, uh, put their political ideology first. So Trump shut down the whole country, and I think that was the right decision. As of the time frame, I may disagree, but not knowing how to react and at the rate that this was accelerating because of the failed leadership of governors and mayors in these blue states that basically said, ah, man, this corona thing ain't nothing, yes, because it came out of Trump's mouth, so it, it, it can't be true. You know, that's why the country was shut down. When you don't know what to do, Sometimes the best thing to do is to do something unprecedented, is to hold everything and then go by section by section. And you're right, Robert, uh, very true that uh, Trump may not have the best people advising him, but every administration has had that since, since George Washington. I don't think there's one administration that can ever tout or go down in history as saying, that their advisors were always 100% accurate or they were always surrounded by the best advisors. However, I do think that the majority of the people on the Corona Task Force are feeding him the right information. And I do think that it was wise to extend it two more weeks because, as Trump was saying, you know what, it's better to be safe than sorry. Two more weeks may cost the country a lot, but let's say we reopened it in Easter and then we get a far more spreader infection. Do you know the ramifications of having to close down and reopen the economy again? Forget it. If that has to be done again, Robert, we're not going into a recession. We're going into the second depression in this country's history. So I know it that's is That's what the Democrats want because they think they'll, they'll that's hurt exactly, uh, Trump's chance for re-election. And, Oh, absolutely. And and believe me, I'm with you, Robert. I was so hoping that, yes, by Easter we were going to open. But then when I heard Trump's logic, it makes sense. What is two more weeks? Maybe it is a lot to a lot of people and to some depending on their situation. But you know what? I'd rather wait it out two more weeks 
then at the risk of having a relapse and then being forced to shut down the economy and start from square one. As long as Trump doesn't go back on that podium on April 30th and extend it, because then at that point, we're going to have a problem. I mean, I'm going to have a problem. Then my Trump approval liking is going to go out the window, because let me tell you something. For all those, and I'll leave you with this last statement, for all those governors that are saying this is going to go on for months, they are delirious, because by the end of April, it's called self-preservation. When it starts, when your kids start crying because they're hungry, when your belly starts growling because you're hungry and there's no food, when you wind up in the streets with no shelter, then all ideology goes out the window, and the only thing that kicks in is human nature and your instincts to survive. And that's the point where you say, I don't care about a D or an R. I don't even give a damn about the election. I need to eat. My kids need to eat. I need a roof over my shelf, uh, over my head. And I don't care who's the governor of this state. If they shut down this economy for one more week, my kids are going uh, to die of malnutrition. I'm going to go and burn down the, the, the governor's mansion. And trust me when I tell you, if this goes beyond April, you will see a, a revolt like nothing we've ever seen before of millions of people across the country protesting in the streets. And I can guarantee you it will not be a peaceful protest because once self-preservation kicks in and the instincts of survival, at that point the people are not going to be in the street saying this was Trump's fault, this was de Blasio's fault. They're going to be saying to the governors of their state, open this damn economy or we are going to starve. Just like the French Revolution, the uh, Maria Antoinette let them eat cake when the uh, when they were starving the French people and the French uh, citizens were going uh, through um, villages and couldn't find food anywhere and the queen at the time said let them eat cake. That is, I, I view something similar like that happening into this country if it goes beyond April 30th. And um, I'll defer back to you, Robert, but. Uh, that's why I, I, I have every faith that Donald Trump, at the federal level, after April 30th, if he sees a state that has very low numbers, he will issue or take whatever steps is necessary to tell that governor, hey, this is a little bit too far, and I, as the president, have to make a judgment call here. And even though I believe in states' rights, your actions are hindering the economy you may want to look at your um, sanctions or whatever you may call it that you're putting in place because it's going to harm the economy. So that's, that's why I'm, I, I, I am very confident that for those governors who want to hyperbolize this, Trump ain't going to stand for that after April 30th, especially in states like Hawaii that only have 229 cases. I do believe Trump will continue to do right by the American people, the federal government will always trump the state, uh, and that's where I think it's going to go. I defer back to you, Robert. Thank you. And, and there's not really much I've heard there that I disagree with. And, and as, you know, you know, you know, from coming to the show, and I really appreciate you, you know, coming as much as you do and contributing certainly. Uh, and, and yeah, we've been saying that here on the show a long time. It, it, I'm telling you, I've been saying this even before the coronavirus. I've been saying this. Uh, Gosh, for a long time. I can't even tell you how long. 
I first they're saying a, a civil war, and when I mean a real, <laughs> real civil war, like where people are in the streets. And I've said we need. I think we need to take to the streets. Uh, I, I, especially Trump supporters need to take to the streets and, and show the support of the president. And so, and, and I agree. I don't know if taking to the streets will be peaceful. We hope it will be. But yeah, if people are starting to, you know, lose hope. And let me tell you something: twelve hundred. I mean, twelve hundred dollars a person isn't going to get. I mean, it's 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 nice that they're trying to give people a little buffer. Twelve hundred dollars for two weeks or a month will help. But if they're dragging this thing on, as long as the Democrats want to drag this thing on, then that twelve hundred dollars isn't going to do it. And that's probably another reason why they want to have all these unemployed people get more. Think about it. For four months, think about that. It's four months is what? It's August. Well, it's now, but it would have been September. So and for, they, they were talking about giving these people an extension of, of unemployment for four months at you know more than what they were making. I heard one report stated that if you were making $30,000 a year, you would be getting the same amount of unemployment as if you made $50,000 a year, which I'm like, man, I need to get myself unemployed because I'd be making, you know, well, I won't say how much I'm making, but I'm like, I'm like wow. I mean, of course, I, I, it wouldn't make sense. I mean, I wouldn't make more than I make now, but the, the thing is, is for doing nothing, I'd be making here as much, you know, but um, for doing nothing for four months. No, I mean that's that's not real logical to do that. But you know, the point I'm just trying to make is, you know, that's why they're trying to give these people for four months because if this economy can't go through this for four more months, it just can't. Especially, I mean, and here's here's what you know I find ironic, and then I'm gonna bring you back in, Jim. Is here's what I find the most ironic is that the Democrats who are all are, who are supposed to be the the soldiers for the middle class. The soldiers for the the poor, you know, and the soldiers for the, uh, you know, the elderly, and they're all and they're always talking about, oh well, the Republicans want the elderly to die. No, no, actually, it's you guys because here's the thing: it's the people who are close to retirement who are going to be most hurt by this with the stock market. They, people like me, like you, Joseph, and, and some of our younger audience, we're, we'll have time to we'll, we'll have time to recover. We'll have time to recover, but these people who are, are you know, set to, set to retire, you know, they're not going to have the time to catch up unless we get a real big boom, which is possible. I think could shoot to the roof. Let me tell you, if it does, the Democrats are going to be fit to be tired, uh, and I hope it does. But they might not. But the Democrats don't care about that. They don't care about the middle class because the, the, it's better for you to work than to be on unemployment. I know for a guy who back in two thousand. 11, 2000, or 2000, yeah, 2011, 2012, uh, or actually part of 2010, I was basically laid off for a year and a half, you know, and you know, and they, and they extended unemployment back then because of how bad the economy was. I mean, here I graduated from a pretty good, you know, college. I graduated cum laude. I had management experience under my belt, and I couldn't find a job. I mean, I was even to the point where I was so desperate where I was putting. You know, basically saying, yes, I know I'm, you know, I know I'm overqualified for this position, but I want to work. <laughs> you know, you don't want to linger, all, 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 you know, 
on unemployment. You just don't. I, I did it for a long time, and it was it was it was terrible. It was uh, yeah, 2011, 2012 is when that was. Um, but yeah, it was like a, it was a year and a half. It was, it was awful. Um, and you know, and I, and I'm not saying it's going to be as long for these people. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it may take uh, us, and I think it will take actually. I'm not saying may. I think you know whether it's for this coronavirus thing or for. Uh, you know, or let's say when it's all over, but for, for all the things we've seen our government trying to do, and, and I'm talking about the deep state, and we all know who we're talking about, uh, we, really, I, I, we really need to get in the streets for that. But let's go ahead, and we, we've gone over a lot of stuff, Jim, so I re- definitely want to get your input on that. And then um, I want to get to our, you know, our next discussion. We'll bring that in, and then we'll bring Mike in. Uh, but what uh, – did you want to make comment on anything, or, or one thing? Since we are running out of time, if you if you can bring up, because I, I think it'd be a good segue to one of our next shows, maybe even next week. And it sounds like you you've got some information on, you know, at least some cursory information on Fauci. Since we definitely want to do a show on that, if you want to like make comment of anything else that you've heard, you know, since last time you spoke, and maybe give us some more information on on him, what you know, because I don't know a lot about the guy to be honest. But it sounds like you certainly knew more than me. Uh, so if we can touch on that too, that'd be great. Uh, go ahead, Jim. Well, no, I don't. I, I've got emails that I haven't read of people that have traced him back to uh, being associated with Bill Gates. Now, Bill Gates, of course, is um, a very smooth spokesman. I saw him on Chris Cuomo's show on CNN the other night. I just, by the grace of God, turned the channel, and in that interview, which was a replay of the nine o'clock show around midnight. Believe it or not, in this interview the other night, maybe been last Thursday, Gates said the next pandemic is going to be much more deadly, or is going to be more deadly. The next pandemic is going to be more deadly. And I was making an outline for something, and I looked up from my computer at the TV, and I thought, did you just misspeak, or did you say something you shouldn't have said? Um, so Fauci has been associated with Gates for a long time, and this was a whole expose. Uh, a quick uh, Google search on Fauci with pictures will show him at lefty gatherings with Barbara Streisand and Elton John and so forth ten years ago. Uh, but yeah, I, I have I haven't looked at the information, but people were shocked. The people sending an email they were shocked what they found when they looked looked in on him. Uh, I wanted to correct one thing that is a common misconception. I don't mean to be uh, attacking the fellow who was saying it because it's a common misconception. But as Marie Antoinette, when she, when the the people taking over the country of France at that time, it was an overthrow of the monarchy, and it was the Freemasons doing it like Robespierre, and they end up beheading each other. But when they took over, they started to cut. The food was starting to get short shortage shortages, and um, Marie Antoinette, who was a 24-year-old girl from Austria who married the King of France, she said, "Let them eat." What she what 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 she actually said was a rough bread with a lot of roughage in it. She meant a, a bread that had a lot of roughage in it, which which could sustain people much longer than our bread does. They like the bread in the Ukraine. People I know have been over there. So they'll eat a piece of bread in the morning with a little butter and it'll last them till noon. Cause it's really, well, that's the kind of bread she meant. She meant 
let them eat eat the good bread to, to sustain themselves till we can get this fixed. Of course, they never got it fixed. The, they were beheaded, and the so-called saviors of France uh, were beheading each other and everybody else. But that's another long story, but I wanted to kind of clear Marie Antoinette's name there because that's another false quote that is repeated in history is a, a, a P.D. Barnum saying a sucker is born every minute. He never said that. P.D. Barnum did not have Dane for his customers. But that so anyway, some of these quotes get get down onto history and they're just false, mainly because still the the deep state today still wants to have people like Marie Antoinette and Senator Joseph McCarthy smeared. Um, at any rate, I, yeah, my my only thing is that this uh, that I'd like to, to say, Robert, is that this this reaction. Uh, first of all, the uh, I was just reading something a while ago. Sent out an email sent out by Jim Fetzer, who's the pro, uh, retired professor from the University of Minnesota and many other places. And this was the death from January 1st, 2020 to March 1st, 2020. And it was, there was, you know, the flu, drunk uh, driving, uh, heart disease, drug, 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 deaths from drugs, suicide, uh, 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 the, the abortions was actually the most in that period, nine million. I think I've seen that, what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, and, and so the point is, is this is not, is deadly and, and I, maybe some well in Cincinnati we've heard of Ben Swan who was on Channel 19 as a reporter that's the Fox News affiliate here one of the four big channels. yeah he did uh, Ben Swan he used to do um, oh there was a special th- a special he used to do and I used to cover that a lot back in 2012 reality check go ahead He's yeah and he was check. so good. he he would would show how they were censoring Ron Paul. He was so good that I wondered how he stayed on Channel 19 as long as he did. But he actually left, and he's got his own daily or bi-daily or you know, every other day video. And he's got one out recently. I think it's about a week old now on Corona and the flu. And he shows from the uh, uh, number the numbers put out by the World Health Organization and the C Center for Disease Control that by their numbers, the flu is far the common flu far more contagious than corona, and far more deadly. So the uh, Tucker Carlson, I didn't have the sound up because I'm listening to this call, but he had just did a segment on the falsification of numbers in, uh, uh, in the corona thing. So no question, I I'm not can't prove it. I believe it is a man-made virus, but these viruses mutate quickly, and that's why they're not going to be able to keep up the death rate. Uh, by the way, in Italy, there's a whole faction like there's a war within the government not being reported here. Uh, the top minister of health in Italy came out about uh, two weeks ago and said that of the 800 deaths they were at that point reporting in Italy, only 12 might have been from Coronas. He said the rest were old people that were very sick and were dying anyway. John Rappaport uh is a former CBS and NBC reporter who turned on him, and he's got his own blog, R-A-P-P-A-P-O-R-T, I believe, John Ra- J-O-N Rappaport. He's covering day by day on his blog the falsification of all these numbers and so forth. Uh, you know, the only thing I, – I don't even think the coronavirus is a, a serious thing in the sense that they, they're saying on TV all kinds of contradictory things like, 
25% of the people will have it and not even know they had it. That, that's a problem. Uh, many others will have six to eight hours of symptoms. Some will have three or four days of uncomfortable flu symptoms. And, but then there is the one deadly part that we do got to be concerned about, which I mentioned before. And, of course, the chloroquine uh, protocol. Uh, and, and the way that got out was is that Laura Ingram made it known on her show. Somebody must have contacted her. She made it known. Uh, this is about a week, 10 days ago. And she had this study. That she had Dr. Oz interviewing the French scientist, uh, doctor, I mean, top contagious disease doctor in the world, one of them, Dr. Rayolt. And he had people were getting this serious cough where the phlegm gets into your lungs and it hardens and then people can die because um, they can't breathe and they get worse and worse and worse. And, and uh, so, so he, he, did, he had 24 people with this hacking cough in France. He put all 24 of them on chloroquine protocol or hydrochloroquine protocol, 24 cures, not 12 cures, not six cures, not 19, 24 out of 24. This drug's been used for malaria for 50 years and lupus, et cetera. So anyway, Laura had that on, and then she had a guy on in from Florida who, uh, Robert, you may have seen it. It was a guy who was a 52-year-old businessman. I think it was like, Basically, definitely on his deathbed. He's like, I got to do something. <laughs> Yeah, well, he had heard from his friend on Tuesday that Laura Ingram had talked about this uh, chloroquine cure on Monday and how it was working for everybody. He asked his doctor for it, but on Wednesday night, he was gasping for breath. Right. So that's a healthy-looking 52-year-old businessman, I believe in Florida, named Rio Balsarima or something like that. A good-looking yeah, guy. Rio something, yeah. Yeah, and so he uh, – he would call his parents and a few of his best friends to say goodbye because he said, I'm gassed. Like, none of the antibiotics are helping me. I'm going to probably be dead by morning. And he said goodbye. At 10 o'clock, the medicine arrived that he had asked the chloroquine. He took it, fell asleep. Six hours later, he said he could breathe. He could talk again. He was gasping to talk. And he was, uh, was cured, basically. She interviewed him about two or three nights later. And she said at the end of the interview, Laura Ingram did, how are you feeling now? And he said, I'm feeling great. They're going to release me in the morning. He's not the only case like that. Then she brought on a Dr. Meredith something from Louisiana that was treating 350 people with the same thing. So that one thing that my one friend thinks is a weaponized uh, virus that, that he believes was made uh, in, in con- conjunction with our deep state, with our shadow government in China, and is weaponized, that we do have to worry about. That would be a terrible thing for anybody to die from. But we got the chloroquine thing now, and that, therefore it takes the scare out of it. So um, th- now one of the things I wanted to comment on is what they're going to – the left smells blood, the international bankers behind the shadow government. And by the way, you can watch The Secret of Oz, like The Wizard of Oz. It is about The Wizard of Oz, which was a – analogy between the fight between the bankers and the farmers back <coughs> excuse me in the eight, late 1800s the wizard of it's called the secret of oz by bill still it's about 90 minutes on youtube to see who's behind the shadow government deep state he names the names the rockefellers warburgs rothschilds and, and he goes into how this happened but um one they smell blood and they're going for broke that's what they're talking about uh, you know i agree with the gentleman right before who, who uh, said that uh, 
said that we can't take too long of this shutdown. And I, I do believe Trump made a wrong decision to extend it beyond uh, uh, April 14th. Hopefully we can make it to May without too many people uh, uh, getting desperate thanks to this uh, money they're sending out. And there is help for small businesses, too. If you know any small businesses or restaurants are in trouble, Congressman Nunes was on lawyering last night, and he said, go to your bank. Let's say a restaurant's closed down. They, they don't want to lay their – they don't want their employees to uh, be crashing and burning. And they're closed down because of idiot orders like DeWine did. Uh, uh, by the way, the solution is to quarantine those who are, have underlying diseases and are sick, not quarantine the whole country when no, hardly anybody's getting serious uh, symptoms. And don't, ignore what you're hearing out of New York City. New York City has covered 9-11 up. That totally controlled media. Uh, they've covered 9-11 up for 20 years, saying those buildings fell from plain kerosene, plain fuel that can't even get up to the temperature to even melt still, let alone have a whole two buildings collapse in 10 seconds uh, as if they were in free fall. But all these stuff, these uh, morgue tents, uh, hospital tents, people laying on the floor in hospitals, which are probably all staged with crisis actors, don't pay attention to any of this stuff. They're, the half of the cases they're claiming are in New York City, deaths and infections. I don't believe it, but they're trying to stampede the country into – they're saying this is you next, this is you next to get all these government controls. But they smell blood, the international bankers do. And one of the things that's going to come up is we got the vaccine. I wouldn't take that vaccine if my life depended on it. That has ugly surprises in it like all the vaccines we have now. It's well, still going to be know, made with um, – Real quick, one thing I want to—that's that, why I don't get the flu. I, well, I never no. did get the flu shot, but but I never. No. Once they put that H1N1 in there, I'm like, I'm not getting the flu shot. Who knows what the hell's in that H1N1 flu? You know, I mean, then, then you know, I, I never. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. I agree. I I never get any shots. Not that vaccines can't work under certain conditions, but Dr. Paul Rosnowski, who was one of my mentors, died 11 years ago. He was an MD, uh, anesthesiologist. And I asked him, he got married late and he had young kids still when he was in his 60s. And I said, you know, teenagers, eight-year-olds, I said, would you give your kids a flu shot today? And he said, look, I'm not saying, I know flus can work under certain conditions. I would not give my kids a flu shot today, though, because of all the poisons, mercury, and other things they have in it that we don't know what it is. Because the CDC... Center for Disease Control, not the part that inspects our food, because we can pull food down off the grocery store and know we're not going to get poisoned. That's the good part. But the other part is run by the biggest liars and murderers in the world, among them. And if you if you doubt that, <coughs> excuse me, I'm going to have to take a drink of something here. But if you doubt that, get the book World Without Cancer. Hmm. First written in 1974 and updated a few years ago, World Without Cancer by G. Edwin Griffin, one of the great educators of our time. You'll see how the CDC has for 50 years kept B-17 shots out of America and intimidated doctors from giving them. B-17 shots is Laetrile. It often cures cancer in about 15 days. Instead, they've pushed everybody into Chemo, which is a disaster even when it works, 
usually people don't usually people don't live over five years, and all kinds of deadly therapies that really don't uh, uh, really don't uh, are not friendly to people even when they get their cancer cured. Um, and and at this simple thing, painless B seventeen shots, they are still intimidating doctors from using it. Uh, people that use it have to get it out of the country and then find somebody that will give them the shots. So, so at any rate, um, what they're going to come and do even under the so. even under the right to try would that? Well, real quick, I know it's a little side note, but uh, would they be able to do that now under uh, Trump's I right think to try? Maybe, 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 but nobody knows what to do. Nobody knows what to do. Nobody knows that you have to find somebody in Germany or Mexico or somewhere that will uh, ship you in the intravenous form of B seventeen. Uh, that's the thing; you can't get it in this country. The FDA is shutting everybody down in this country for year, decades that have tried to use it. So you got to get that. Then you got to find a doctor, a nurse, or somebody that will give you the shots. And I and I can't find out yet. What I asked, and I can't find out whether it's forbidden for doctors to prescribe this. But they're gonna. What I'm getting off to with all this vaccine talk, they're going to start demanding if they think they can get away with it. Forced vaccines, that it is a law that if you don't get a vaccine, then you're going to be arrested. They're going to come to your house. They're going to put up roadblocks. And they're going to maybe even say, somebody suggested, they're going to say you can't, uh, if you don't have a card showing you got the vaccine, you can't buy at the grocery store. Now, this is getting a little bit twilight zone, but not out of the realm of possibility. Another person said, well, they're going to be putting... Uh, put, uh, this was a writer for the American Free Press, which used to be the spotlight. And he said, look, uh, they're going to be putting the nano uh, microchips in us with these vaccines. And that, of course, is all kinds of bad news. And, and if they put that in and you uh, and make it so that you have to body scan, they have to body scan you to make sure you have that chip and that, or you wouldn't be able to buy at the grocery store. Well, remember in the Apocalypse, the book of Revelation, last book of the Bible, it says no one could buy or sell unless they had the mark of the beast. Now, I don't know that we're imminent on that, but when they start talking about forced vaccines, then there's three times that, you know, Thomas Jefferson said we got to, uh, and I'm going to shut up in a minute here, Robert. I, I just wanted to go into a Real quick, yeah, and Suzette wants to have some she wants to share, and then we'll, if we have time, Mike, we'll bring uh, you back in, but stay on the, the line because we might be able to do it. But go ahead, John. I mean, Jim. Yeah, so let, let me just finish that by saying that they, uh, if they demand, Thomas Jefferson said the, the tree of liberty will have to be watered by the blood of tyrants every 20 or 30 years. Well, uh, if they come to get our guns, if they cut off our food supply, if they come to force vaccinate people, those are three times we're going to have to use the Second Amendment, and a lot of us are going to die because they're going to have superior weapons. We need to start appealing now to the sheriffs, police, and military. Uh, talk radio, however you do it. Do not keep enforcing the edicts of these criminal governors like DeWine and just idiots who are taking orders from their handlers. That's why they're where they are. They take orders from the background shadow government people, which are all throughout the country, uh, 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 Congressman Paul Finley in his YouTube video, if it's still up, Paul Finley dares to speak out again, tells you exactly how the shadow government has people assigned to each councilman, each congressman, each senator, how in conjunction with their control of the media, they keep the politicians in line. And there's just a few rare people like Jim Traficant, who was on this show, or Ron Paul that resists. 
or can't be blackmailed. But at any rate, so they're, if you they're, you're going to hear talk, there's already talk of that. Another thing they want to do is have I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard some for a long that. time. The deep state has wanted to have pa- us to have passports to go from state to state. Now you're already hearing that. Today I saw on MSNBC they put on the screen and they said if people can go from state to state, the virus can go to state to state. So they want us to have to have passport. Just like what, before 1999, you could fly with, and if you got a ticket, you could give it to your mother or your friend, and they could fly. They ended that in 1999. They want to know where everybody's going, and this is two years before 9/11. They want to know, uh, but believe me, they knew the, the powers that be knew 9/11 was coming. They want uh, you to uh, uh, to know everyone that's flying. Now they want to have a passport so they know when you go from state to state. And they're talking about this. Well, heck, why not make a passport from county to county? This is all tyranny. It's all the deep that the answer is to arrest all these international bankers and there's men and their minions and the federal government and the media probably be about 10 or 20,000 arrests that would need to be done. They need to be charged with treason uh, and so forth. So anyway, that's one thing that the, I wanted to mention about that they're going to start calling and we got to really react strong against that. And, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, even talk about, we need to appeal to the policemen and sheriffs not to implement these rules. Uh, and and uh, by the way, even though Trump took Laura Ingram's solution and went on national TV at one of the press conferences and, and gave the solution, which started immediate outcry from the from the mainstream fake news media, because oh, this ruins everything. They can't have this gone for months if we got a cure. And Trump turned to the FDI guy, whose name is now Han, Han the FDA guy, and said, "You're gonna you're gonna." Uh, Approve this quickly, aren't you? And the guy was on the spot on national TV. He shook his head yes, and they have approved it a few days ago, thanks to Trump forcing the issue. But these criminal governors like DeWine, Cuomo, et cetera, they've got bureaucratic roadblocks up. DeWine has threatened, has forbidden any doctor to, not DeWine, Cuomo in New York has forbidden any doctor to prescribe it. Can you imagine? Something that's been the doctors wow. can prescribe for 50 years. DeWine has a week worth of bureaucratic uh, hoops, and so does Michigan. I think Michigan threatened the doctors too. So while they're coming on, uh, taking orders like DeWine isn't didn't was wasn't born in any of an enemy of America. Uh, Cuomo seems like he's with the program. The governor of Virginia is, but DeWine just takes orders. He's an idiot. He's spineless. He has no brain. He has no courage. But so he comes on, and all these governors, are, huh, we we really care about all the lives. We're trying to save your lives, and we're going to put all these government unconstitutional. And Ron Paul, Congressman Massey, Judge Napolitano have all called these things unconstitutional. Good suggestions, maybe, but when the, the, your uh, guns pointed out, it's tyranny. Said Congressman Massey of Northern Kentucky, absolutely correct. So what, these guys are. If they're so worried about wise lives, why are they putting a roadblock up to the 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 one thing that everybody that gets it almost is being cured, and that's the high, high you know the um, because they want to say yeah they want to say well let's wait for because they want to say well we got to wait for a vaccine they know it takes at yep. least a year or so to get a vaccine yeah by then everyone's going to be the economy's going to be screwed. Then they can right. then they can swoop in and take over. Yeah, and this is a ch- generic drug that's cheap. So they want the these drug governor, uh, governors are probably hearing from the pharmaceuticals what to do because they want to uh, do an expensive uh, drug 
that everybody has to pay a lot for rather than have something cheap like this that's been around forever. So these roadblocks, if they cared about people's lives, they would not be putting up roadblocks for the one thing that's working. Meanwhile, Trump has 10 million doses of this going to pharmacies. And, uh, you know, this is the difference between somebody who wants to help the country and who's being ambushed by the deep state with this whole thing. Somebody said they're trying to turn uh, Trump into the uh, Herbert Hoover of the 20th century. You know, Herbert Hoover was the president when the Fed created the Great Depression in 1929. Now they're trying to do the same thing to Trump. And at some point, he's going to have to react and fire people like Fauci and just. uh, But at any rate, um, uh, he's trying to get the doses of this to the people. He's saying it's a game changer. And uh, and of course, the governors and these horrible reporters are saying we shouldn't use it because it's not proven. Fauci, the little rat, Dr. Fauci says we're at war with one breath. We're at war. And in a war, they try anything on the battlefield that's working. They don't have time to do 10-year studies. We're at war, but, yeah, no, we need long studies before we know if this is going to work. Well, that one, the doctor in France said, yeah, do a study with 3,000 people. I just quickly did one with 24. We cured all 24. Uh, and Fauci called that uh, anecdotal evidence. Not, it's not anecdotal evidence. It's a small study with 100% success over one of the experts in the world. But... So the next breath, he says, we can't, you know, this isn't proven and tries to throw all kinds of cold water on it. And if you remember, the fake news media, in my opinion, made up a totally fake story in Arizona that the day after Trump announced this as a, as a thing that was curing a lot of people, they said that guy in Arizona, un, they don't even say his name that I know of, they said he got a double dose of the chloroquine because Trump said it and he died. Well, then people said, well, how did he get a but he didn't have the virus. And she said, well, how did he get his prescription then if he didn't have the virus? And they changed the story. Oh, no, he drank some fish tank poison that had the same right. ingredient exactly. in it. I remember that. That is a yep. made-up story. And I'll tell you why I know it's made up. Is And that maybe somebody died and they paid him off and said, we're going to say your dad died of this, or maybe that happened. But it's totally made up because it appeared the next day after Trump gave this thing that's curing people, and they needed to throw cold water on it. And they did that with one of their fake stories. Then when they changed the story, that's, that's not the point. The point is the first day it went out over all the fake media, Trump just killed somebody with his cure, making a lot of people nervous. Okay, I've talked too long. Right. Let me turn it back. Let me turn it back. Okay, let me go ahead. And, 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 yeah, Suzette's got something she wants to add, and she has a question about, uh, I think, about with New York. Because um, I, I think there was like a report saying that they're actually letting people be treated with that in New York. I don't know. Uh, I wasn't able good, to access good. the the article. Um, if but go ahead, hospital. Suzette. Uh, you have the floor. Oh uh, yeah, with the Washington. Well, actually, uh, a couple of the newspapers um, that were talking about it. Let's see here. Change my glasses. Um, yes, it says uh, New York is moving at an unprecedented speed, and uh, scaling and human experiments distribute tens of thousands of doses of anti-malaria drugs to seriously ill patients, uh, spurred by political leaders, including President Trump, to try a treatment that is not proved to be effective against the coronavirus. Um, But Cuomo had embraced it, and so far the 80 patients that they've given it to, um, it's proven to be effective. So that's cool. And by the way, uh, uh, Robert, can you still hear me? 
Yes, I can. I just wanted to say that's correct, and I should have said that. They did relinquish, uh, Cuomo relinquishes, and they are giving it to people in hospitals. Now, if they've gone to tens of thousands, that means there must be a lot of demand. But originally, he forbid any doctor to use it. So now that's good. I heard they were giving it in hospitals. But when people need to get it is within 48 hours of when they start to have this this hacking cough that they're having trouble, increasingly having trouble breathing. The doctor, a doctor came on the radio here when uh, Brian Thomas in the morning on 55 KRC and said, hey, we need to prescribe this. Just like the Tamiflu for the flu works best in the first 48 hours. If people are really getting sick with this hacking cough, we need to prescribe it in the first, first 48 hours. We don't need a week worth of bureaucratic hoops that we got to uh, right. hop to. But I'm, I'm glad. Are, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm glad that they are putting it out saying, to more people. Yes, yes. Um, that they had, um, Cuomo had reversed an executive order allowing doctors to prescribe no more than a 14-day uh, prescription. Uh, oh, good, good. I didn't, uh, thank yeah. you. Thank you, Suzanne. I, I didn't hear that. Thank you. Uh-huh. No problem. <laughs> Yes. And, Can um, I say something? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, real, real, real quick. Um, and I know we're running out of time. Darn it! I wish we had another hour because I know we can fill it. Um, real, real quick before you do, Mike. I know there was something originally that Suzette wanted to bring up, and so I wanted to give her the opportunity to do that. Go ahead, Suzette, and then hopefully we'll have time to bring, uh, bring Mike in. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Well, going back to the conversation towards the top of this show about. Trump and um, the whole deep state bringing in social socialism and so forth. They are in a, in a big panic right now because Trump positioned the United States in trade, and I know this sounds odd, but the trade uh, with countries, the deal with Mexico and almost leaving Canada out in the wind, this is all because of uh, population and their, what their population looks like in each of these countries as far as their age. We want uh, a population that's a young population because those are people that are going to be buying, purchasing, spending. And so he could play with Canada because our trade situation with a lot of countries is where, of course, we were getting the shaft because we patrol the waters. Without us patrolling the waters and making it safe for people to get through to, to do trade, um, they, because of the pirate ships and all this other out there, um, they wouldn't be able to do it. So if we pulled out of the world trade as far as trading out there altogether, there is no country strong enough to be able to step up to that plate and protect those waters for other countries. So we've set up allies and trade, new trade negotiations with countries. And so basically, um, as far as the deep state is concerned, they're no longer relevant in the world scheme as far as their world takeover goes which is a good thing, but they still are hoping in that um, they're creating this panic and fear among people because, you know, there are more people that die in a day from auto accidents than they do from, than they are from this coronavirus, period, you know, and, and it's sad, but, you know, we're not told to give up our cars, but yet, and, that, and why not? Because people wouldn't stand for it. But a coronavirus fearful. Nobody knows about it. People are dying. The numbers are rising. Oh my God, we'll give up every liberty that we have. Just We just don't want to get it and die. So people are, you know, they need to know statistically the, and get perspective on what's going on. 
because they will end up making that come true because this is the last bastion, basically. And if they can get people to succumb to this control issue, um, then things could change, but not immediately. And I say that because these, these things that have been put in place by President Trump um, are long-lasting in the sense that we still have about five years out, uh, about 2029, when these things start to expire. And so as far as the trade deals that would end up bringing us back to that edge of, to the brink of one world government again. Um, but he's broken that up now, even with China. And China's pissed. <laughs> Pardon my language. They're not happy about it. Um, and they're showing that reflectively, you know, over and over with uh, Xi Jinping constantly having his temper tantrums uh, with President Trump. But Trump has put him in a position to where, you know, your, your economy is going to tank now. You need us, Xi Jinping, and you won't admit it. You're trying to save face by saying you're doing good for your country when you know you're not. So, you know, on that end. But as far as Trump goes with the with here, with our World Bank, he appointed somebody that was a Republican, supposedly a Trumpian, and this guy hit it off with Trump really well. So he was his nominee, and he nominated him and um, ended up going to the U.N. and holding up their climate change bullshit and all of these, this other, you know, green garbage, uh, basically being a Democrat and a progressive liberal that's, uh, that's running, that's the chairman for the World Bank right now. So I'm not happy about that. Yes. Can I say something to letter. Before... I sent Trump a letter asking him what was he thinking. You know, I'm thinking I'm, he's doing a good job. I gave him praise for right now. But what happened with this guy? You read people better than that. You know, did, did he just get under you as far as was he able to deceive you? Because I don't know what you were thinking. You know better. You know, you know people. <laughs> Why did you pick him? I mean, did he stroke you and then, you know, got to nominate him and now he's doing his own thing? Uh, so, you know, anyway, uh, that's more or less what I wanted to say. Thank you. Okay, get, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Left that, uh, to, yes, um, yes, yes. Shut things yes. down. Go ahead, Mike. Shoo, shoo, shoo. We got shoo, about four shoo, minutes. Shoo. I you know what uh, What I do predict is a global riot coming next, and global martial law is going to be imposed on all the 200 nations. And the final agenda now is available. A world government provides a comprehensive three-day forum to educate public sector agencies to prove a strategy and tactics to deploy AI and conjunctive uh, technology with technology at the forefront of everyday life. There are significant efforts already underway uh, by the federal agency to deploy and integrate data-driven government services. And you can go to www3w's that you always put put dot put a at apple i india and uh, w is whiskey o okay r robert l lima d dog g gold o okay v uh, violet dot com so ai word uh, gov uh, dot com. And if you go, it's going to be June 22nd uh, to June 25th, and guess where it's going to be? It's going to be Washington, D.C. And, and guess who's, who's the head of it? 
sponsored by Microsoft. And uh, uh, you will see all IBM and all the, all the uh, companies. And feature participants, government agencies, is U.S. Department of Homeland Security, Treasury uh, Department, so, uh, SSI, uh, Department of Defense. DOD, the Department of Education, and all the icons you will see that who are going to be there. And so uh, basically, uh, not only they are going to uh, bring the world government, they are going to bring in virtual world government. That means AI is going to handle it, not the, uh, say, uh, representatives of the nations, for example, chosen uh, their leaders and supposed for that uh, world government, even if uh, we say that's supposed to be the, that way. No, hell with the representatives, hell with the it, AI is running all over. So this vaccine is also very much uh, uh, not good because this vaccine, uh, first of all, uh, I mean, this is, uh, I mean, virus doesn't have a virus for it. Uh, I mean, a vaccine for it uh, anyway. So even if whatever they say, oh, we find this, we find that even if two years, it takes two years minimum to find something. And, you know, even if they come three months from now, they say, oh, we find something, blah, blah, blah. People should not do it because uh, God knows, as uh, Mr. Jim said, or Sarah uh, Kelly and uh, Susan also said, I think, something that is going to be something else they put it inside. Yes. Uh, we know, Mr. Robert, you don't take a vaccine, and you're much more healthier, and clockwise with all of us in this forum. Thank you very much, and uh, have a great night. And uh, I wanted to, in touch to so quick, there was a 6.5 earthquake in um, uh, Idaho, central Idaho. It was shook uh, almost 10 different states nearby. So that uh, that's what happened in uh, your time. It was uh, a lot for uh, 36 hours. Thank you very much. Well, Mike, I got less. Thank you. And I got less than a minute. Uh, so I uh, want to thank everyone for coming to the show tonight. Uh, we'll hopefully uh, see you next week. And I definitely want to find out more about Fauci. Cause, uh, and maybe we'll try to figure out why uh, why Trump uh, picked him. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, Again, there's been a lot of folks I think Trump um, thought it would have been good uh, for his administration. Unfortunately, they they didn't end up turning out too well for him. But maybe this could be another case. Maybe not. But we'll see. But uh, thank you very much, folks. I do have to end things. Uh, but you have a good night and hope to see you next week. Good night. Good night. Thanks. Good night.